Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Keanu's going to infiltrate the Foot Clan so he can learn. But the entire time he does this, Raphael's also there. Yeah. So if Raphael would have just listened, he probably would have learned everything Kino <laughs> did. And then Kino wasn't used. Yeah. Like the whole time, Raph's like hiding behind a car. <laughs> you know? It, well, Raph is there to take the bells off, which mm-hmm. like the Foot Raph- Clan have a pretty high bar to like make it. It would be funny if at some point the Foot Clan do see Raph and they're like, hey, look, it's that giant turtle we beat the fuck out of last week. <laughs> Uh, hey, how's your fucking brain, you fucking idiot? Oh crap, we gotta record this podcast thing. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic point. A podcast with passion and dreams. We like movies, TV, and games. The food jukebox for content things. Pick scrape. Hi, man. Hey. Hey. Wow. How do we sound? I don't know. I mean, who knows? I sound fine in my head. Yeah, we sound great. You look uh, great. You look great. We're in the same room. Oh my god. Like We're, Zoom room? This is the first time. No, Zoom's Zoom's not even open right now. Yeah, fuck a Zoom. We're back on Audacity, yeah. baby. <laughs> We're using two computers because we don't know what we're doing. Back, back, back in, in the, the same studio. This we've recorded in here prior. So, listeners, first time on the nostalgic front. Uh, reboot. We've come full circle. We have. <laughs> We're uh, coming full circles. We uh, we record. We're recording in my bedroom, boudoir. I'm reemcoring in your. You're reemcoring in my bedroom. Yes. Uh, I uh, how are you? We're in the same. That's weird. It's very. It weird is. To po- I wonder. I forgot how to take the bus. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. You got lost, huh? Uh huh. You first take the two to the one thirty four. Yeah. But first take the elevator to my floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get off. I got lost on the bus we were taking, and all of a sudden we wound up on an island. Oh no. Yeah. Did I, did I ever tell you about when I was in, I guess I would have been middle school, I was on a bus, and our teacher was really weird. And one day, the bus just shrunk, and we went inside our friend Arnold's asshole. <laughs> how do you think, how do you think people, you know what's funny about that old show, Lost? Yeah. Is, uh, we went on to see tons of TV shows and movies mm-hmm. and trilogies, mm-hmm. just totally, totally fucking whiffed the landing. Yeah. That, in retrospect, you know... Just give a little bit more loss to the love to the lost final love season. Lost. You know? Living in the love to the lost. <laughs> did you know when you started talking about that, Reem, did you know that today what is the like uh whatever, ten year anniversary of the finale of Lost? No, I can feel it though. Yeah. Yeah, I brought it up. I, I don't know if it's ten. I saw it. Oh, we my... ate good that day. Oh yeah. I had a lost buddy. I don't know what happened. Oh no, to what him. happened? Nom. I <laughs> uh, I had, I had a... a last buddy and uh we'd get together. At least for the premiere mm-hmm. and the finale, mm-hmm. you know, and do like surf and turf. Oh, sure. What's that? Where you eat their butt and then they eat your vagina? <laughs> yes. Well, we're back. <laughs> uh, the lost finale, I watched it alone on an illegal website because I didn't have access to it. Uh, and I, my, I, I know this because I was looking at my time hop this morning and it was like, hey, where can I watch Lost tonight? The website I found isn't working. Cool. I found it. And then... I wonder how long until I understand what the fuck just happened on Lost. What a different world. <laughs> I know, right? 
Uh, I feel like it was a. I don't even know what year that was. Maybe it was 09, 10, that, 11. Who knows? <laughs> that's why I like what Disney's doing. Yeah. It's it's a love hate type thing too. There's pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially for shows like us. Yeah. The you fact, mean like our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Disney simultaneously is making all the content, mm-hmm. but they're also not making it all available at once. It gives people a chance to discuss. Yeah. The shit and kind of like go through the motions together. Much like orgasming, we have also come full circle on that because thought, it was like it used to yeah. be that, and now it's that again. Yeah. Um. Although, and I will say, I do enjoy the the binge drop. I like when they do that. Like, I think some shows benefit from it. I feel like I would be more. I would like. I. W- I don't know. Oh I would have we'll enjoyed Bad Batch if it was all dropped at once. Yeah. Instead of week to week. The first episode rocks. Yeah. The other ones are good. Yeah. But, but like. I, but I enjoyed. They're a little bit of a tease. WandaVision. Yeah. And uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I enjoyed those week to week. Hmm. That's fun. It's almost like reality and people and everything is just kind of like. Uh, Blending. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I was going to say more like diverse. Yeah. Your feelings are, you know. Oh, yeah. Every- can't put us into a corner. No. Nope, you're can't. in a corner. I am in a corner right now. You're on my bed. Yeah. Um, buddy, it's so weird to be in the same. It room. is. It's gonna be really weird when we both decide we want to stand up. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That was. And really it's fun. almost like we're doing uh, Anthony Mackie versus yeah. Eminem. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Palm sweaty. Wait, what are you talking about? Is Anthony Mackie in Eight Mile? Yeah. What? Yeah. I had no idea. I knew that, and I've never even seen Eight Mile. Holy shit! I saw it in the theater. Eight mile, give me eight seconds. I remember there was a part in the theater I saw with my friend Alistair, and at uh-huh. one point he yelled, oh, snap, and everybody in the theater laughed. <laughs> oh, I oh, didn't, uh, didn't, was never a big Eminem kid. Me neither, but I know like every song by him, you know? Well, I mean, those first two albums were everywhere, yeah. and then every album after that at least was everywhere for a good while. Yeah, he was a, he took the world by storm, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, God he also damn. took the 2001 VMAs by storm. He did. They said, you know where they put him? They sent him next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst and had to listen to them argue over who uh, Christina Aguilera gave head to first. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, uh, a cloud has somehow hit the sun, and so it just got like way darker here in the studio where we're recording. I like it. Put some fucking jazz on. It is on. nice. Oh, should we start reading that erotica again? The Pointer Sisters? <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut, baby. Oh, baby, that's the old we, show. The we old can go old show. This is the first yeah, room we, we ever did. Yeah, we got we Shane Torres standing in the hallway. He's going to come in and be a guest again. <laughs> we had a goddamn snowball mic. Yeah. And a dog that wouldn't settle. And a cat stepped on. Is that the episode that got lost? Like, L-O, like not. <laughs> I'm not talking about the pilot again, but or the finale of Lost. But yeah. I think Maddie stepped on the keyboard and it did something where it, it, it blew up everything. Mm-hmm. That's why we locked her out this game. Back when we were banking sods. We were banking sods. Now Shit, we're soding, bro. Now we're soding banks. Next Monday will be our four. Next episode is our four-year anniversary. Is that real? God. Yeah, we, we dropped the first one June first. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. I, oh, by the way, wedding's back on for June 9th. Oh, fantastic! Good. I told. Uh, I was really scared. <laughs> that's good because it was funny when I was like, because uh, you told me that. By the if the listeners, if you guys don't know. Uh, Reem's getting married uh, apparently on June 9th and he randomly texted us the other day and was like it might be June 10th and I'm like uh, you know we like have to get days off and stuff 
So I was literally like, I hope I don't have to like tell we'll be, work I'm working and then just the run evening. over there. And the golden hour. Oh, golden hour. Not to be confused with the- uh, Golden shower. That's right. <laughs> yeah, which comes afterwards. <laughs> well, it, which well it's tradition. After the golden shower, come. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, you a golden shower guy? I've been always been meaning to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Also, this is a joke I was going to say. Tell me. Uh, our wedding, we're going to eat a lot. We got- bunch of cheese plates oh sure so afterward we can constipate our marriage oh that's fun yeah yeah that's good um also real quick yeah, uh tell me just want to give a shout out to everybody at the uh flea market of course up there in uh, michigan that's right uh friend of the show uh arginello brian he's sitting there at his uh his booth probably not selling anything because people are looking at ninja turtles and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like mm-hmm. why are his speakers talking about come yeah right what's yeah. going on there i'm gonna uh, go buy this ooh. i'm gonna go buy a rancor from somebody that doesn't listen to come talk. yeah 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 like they're walking by they're like uh, hey son do you want some of these uh raptors and then we're in the corner being like uh, anyways that golden shower is fun you what you do is you piss on your lover you piss urine <laughs> piss goes all over your lover hey where are you going uh that's fun also a quick shout out before we get into the show uh, i believe it's ed souter's birthday it is god damn hell birthday. yeah happy fucking birthday ed now the thing i'm now if you had if ed had a good friend they would uh have some sent us and told us to like tell him a cool inside joke now hold on did that happen no that's what he always i know that's what he does yeah but at first he's a good friend he's a great friend where the fuck's libato yeah that's what i was thinking i was like wait a minute did libato send us an email that i didn't read Mm. (laughs) he really he might have sent us a lowball offer. Uh, a low belt offer. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> fun. Um, and also, are are we setting ourselves up that we have to tell every uh, listener happy birthday? On their if birthday? we know their birthday, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if we know their birthday, yeah, we'll either have the we'll either tell you happy birthday or we'll organize it that uh, Robert Ricardo from Star Trek uh, Voyager tells you happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those will happen. Uh huh. Oh God, man, I yeah, love and to God. Cameo advertisements on Facebook. Yeah. That's the only reason I log on to it's Facebook. It's really fun. Is I just love seeing the bottom rung discount people yeah. on Cameo. The people who are- It's like it's a saxophone guy from Lost Boys. Yeah. The people who are doing the ads are the people who are like, you're like, <laughs> Yeah. And then I go on there. I'm trying to find, you know, let's say I'm trying to find wedding gifts for a friend and I'm typing in names like crazy. Stan Bush, not on Cameo, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Dave Mustaine, not on Cameo. I'm like, come on, somebody throw me a bone here. Well, if, uh, I'm sure Dave Mustaine's bass player, Dave Ellison, would have thrown you a bone. Dave Ellison. Do you think his name's, first name was Otto? And then when he joined the band, he's like, well, that guy's name is Dave. I'm also going to go by that He had Dave. some uh, jerk-off videos get leaked. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Good ones or bad ones? Was he okay with it or sad about it? He was, he, he was sad about it. Yeah, it's a violation of uh, privacy. He sent it to a uh, younger girl. Oh, underage? Uh, no, but just creepy instead. Creepy in general. Okay. <laughs> just trying to figure out if he's a victim or if he's the perpetrator in this. Yeah. Predator. And I guess the boyfriend leaked it. And then there were a lot of fun memes. What young girl's like, uh, so I'm sexting with this guy from uh, ministry or whatever. Yeah, Megadeth. Yeah. Who's in ministry? Is Dave Mustaine in ministry too? No. No. Who's David in- Mustaine was in Metallica and yeah. Megadeth. I knew that. Ministry I, is some other guy. I, some I forget his name. Sonny? Hmm. Not Godsmack Sonny. Sonny Chiba? It's like Sonny Jurgensen. Oh, Jorgensen. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's fun. I'm not an industrial guy. Yeah. So. Well, that's funny because you're like a, an electrician, so you kind of are. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, that's a fun time. It's fun to be in the same room with you. Now, listeners, if you think we're doing a bit, we're not. We're actually in the same room. Uh, to prove it right now, I'm going to close my eyes. Reem, tell me how many fingers I'm holding up. Three. Exactly. What have you been up to? Oh, man. Well, uh, started watching some Disney Plus the other day. Okay. I, I posted a photo on one of the me- medias of Don Carnage. Oh, yeah. The flamboyant Wonderful. Uh, sky pirate. From, from, ta- from Tailspin. From, yeah, yeah. And it came to my attention that uh, he was also in DuckTales, mm. an episode of DuckTales. I did not know. And there's a lot of, I, I watched like the first few episodes of DuckTales. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was like XD and then mm-hmm. it was hard to like keep up with it. And I enjoyed it. And so I watched a few DuckTale episodes, yeah. including that Don Carnage. And uh, yeah, it's just a, just a fun show. It's good. Yeah. I I that was I feel like one, you know how like on this show things change like our my opinions especially and maybe some of yours but our opinions on certain media changes over time yeah you know or like action figures I used to not give a fuck about action figures now buddy I got a whole shelf of them uh-huh. um Ducktales has been probably one of the only constants this whole series this whole podcast where I came into it knowing that it was really good in quality and I still feel that way well I know a lot of people like it yeah the the new series yeah. It's and very good. Everything I've seen, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. They have a great cast. They have a great job. They do a great job of ner- making it for nerd culture mm-hmm. too, where we just love seeing crossovers yeah. and stuff coming back. There's- the type of stuff that you talk about at like an E3 or yeah. you know, and then you get a press release and it's like, oh, they're gonna they're bringing you, it back. They got Darkwing on the Darkwing. There. The Darkwing Ducktales episode is fantastic. Yeah. And there's also a great of the new. I'm talking about the new series of Duck, yeah. Dark Ducktales. There's also a new series episode where um, their gummy berry juice is like the thing that they're trying to get. Right. And you see Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but you they're not acknowledged. Yeah. They're just like in the corner having their own adventure in this episode, and it's that's brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fun. I, I want. Yeah. We love connected universes, yeah. and it's not much of a stretch that all of these freaking human animals mm-hmm. or whatever all are run, on the same universe run around the same fucking yeah. spot and also man yeah. that theme song fucking rules i Good really song. like the new theme song just it is it n- isn't can't is it kylie or Kyrie uh, kyrie irving kylie yes. ray jepson or is it renee ellsbury i am not sure i think it might be one of the hamilton ladies yeah yes but either way it's just the bass and yeah it, it's one. It's one of the better new versions. Uh, yep. And speaking of, do you know how the? Have you heard anything about the French version of the Goof Troop <laughs> theme song? <laughs> Le Goof Troop. Le Goof Troop. No, but speaking of Disney Afternoon yeah. theme songs. Yeah. Uh, while I was watching that, I also watched some uh, French Goof Troop for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, I also watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale. I was. I, and you're right. Yeah. The music song's different. is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's very good, though. In the first couple episodes. Yeah. I, I skipped oh, ahead. Connect? I did recon. You go far enough ahead. Yeah. It sounds just like. So then. Mwah. So then. Sound, yeah. Maybe what happened was when we were kids, the first few episodes was bad and they fixed it later. Yeah. And, you know, that's fun. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's good to know. Um, okay, I'll tell you something I've been watching um, a cartoon animated series that a lot of our listeners probably love. A lot of people love it. I've seen, I saw the first season and then I kind of fell off and it's one of those shows that's got like a fan base that's a little hectic to deal with. Um, but Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. Been watching Rick and Morty season, I start, I'm watching season two, I'm like five episodes in. 
I really like it. I think it's so good. It is so good. Yeah. It's, it's weird to drag your feet on a thing that I knew I'd love, but I literally, the Pickle Rick memes and the, the scumbag internet of it killed me. Killed well, me. it's also always just so funny and ironic that uh, Rick always makes it to like a starter pack of horrible people to uh, you're not supposed to follow. Yeah, 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 you know? totally, yeah. Like you're not supposed to idolize Rick mm-hmm. just like you're not supposed to idolize the Joker. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, I think the writing is really well done. And like from also like one thing I've been doing in the last like two months is like learn trying to learn about storytelling and writing and 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 especially like TV shows. Well, that's the guy this. But yes, but also he's so like Dan Harmon and that whole crew are so good at it that they're constantly turning things on their head. Yeah. And so it's like you watch an episode and you're like, whoa, why did that thing fuck me up so bad? And you're like, oh, because they know how to. It's like they know how to build a beautiful house, so now they're adding weird things to it. And it's yeah. like, oh. And so that, that's been a very fun element of it. But I've been watching that. Um, God, you've, you, what else have you been up to, man, in real life? Oh, man, I knocked the dust off. I came out of retirement. Uh-oh, what are we talking? NCAA 2014. Oh, wow. After a couple months away, Coach yeah. Reem and the Kansas University Jayhawks are back. Yeah. Uh, I finally lost a game, Fuck. so you it lo- was a good time away. Did they fire you? No. I I was on a 53 game winning streak with four consecutive national championships. Shit, all records. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And uh, just had ran into a buzzsaw at Notre Dame. Mm. Started stacking my schedules, and uh, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah I'm four yeah. and one now, back in the top ten. Who beat you? Do you know? Notre Dame. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed. No, I don't know who beat me. What? Yes, I do. Oh, Patrick. No. So that was that's fun. I got that back out. Uh. I never play cool video games, yeah. so I just play that old same one over and over. Yeah. Went to a uh, birthday party last night. Oh. One of my first little social things. Nice, nice. Everybody was fully vaxxed. There you go. It was cool because it was a uh, private karaoke place. <gasps> you And you've been dying for karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, it's like this cool like uh, couple mm-hmm. in uh, Bushwick. Mm-hmm. They converted like the main level- of their house, yeah, into like in, a little jams, a little into a car- like a karaoke rental like party fucking house, rules. and then they just like pull everything off of YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get like deep cuts like yeah. some Man of War, yeah, and the, the tracks are always fucked up like the ones that we use on this show where yeah, like, all of a some of them are all of a sudden they, the chorus they're singing with you and you're like what the fuck yeah they they could have done well to do some recon because mm-hmm. I put in uh it was a '90s theme party okay and one of the most iconic. 90s songs of all time. Let me think. This is how we do it. No, the saga begins. Oh, yeah. And especially when I saw an at-at they had there. Yeah. So then uh, you got Star Wars on the brain. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I always do, especially now yeah, yeah, yeah. with there's new stuff coming out. Hey, don't you think it's a real misstep that Star Wars' official Twitter is an at-at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, uh, so that was a lot of fun. Had pizza, had good cake. Love it. Uh, trying to get this wedding shit going too. Yeah. And uh, what else have I been up to? One other thing, man. I just got to plug Tell another me. podcast. <gasps> Who is it? What is it? Is it man. your own podcast? No, no, no. In 1994, it's, you're back. It's just one that I listened oh. to. Okay. But uh, you know the Ringer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got a like fan. And then uh, fans of this would also like it. They have a fandom nerd culture mm-hmm. podcast too called The Ringerverse. Oh, cool. I'm not sure of the girl on there, but uh, she's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, just knowledgeable about all I this you met, stuff. Like, 
You're like, I'm not sure the girl. I thought you meant like, eh, she kind of sucks, but everybody else, you mean no, you no. don't know her name. Uh, she's really awesome. Yeah. I listened to her talk about the Bad Batch with yeah. just like the biggest doe hearts in her eyes. But they did a two-part episode with uh, Jason Manzukis. Oh, sick. And it was awesome. And uh, I've Jason Manzukis just talks about Star Wars and like good EU like type Star it. Wars. Yeah. Like just talking up the Thrawn books oh. and how much he listened to the audio books. That's cool. And then like, you know, deep yeah. love for all the Filoni stuff. Oh, cool. And I love that he knows that shit. Yeah. So he's talking about how uh, much he loved Rebels mm-hmm. and Clone Wars and like uh, how excited he is for the Obi-Wan show and talking about how everybody needs to finish the Thrawn books because in two years yeah he's gonna be everywhere he's gonna yeah be he's gonna be the guy everybody's talking about and stuff and, that's awesome what's the podcast called uh the ringerverse the ringerverse okay yeah and i i've been listening to it because it's a good one to uh get ready for our trending topics because sure. it's basically we do the uh invincible episodes mm-hmm. and uh captain america uh so it's pretty much a good podcast extension mm. of what our uh youtube subscriptions typically are i love that that's awesome it looks like the hosts are mallory rubin and van lathan yeah, yeah. mallory rubin awesome. fucking rules that's great i i love that idea i like when you find out yeah. someone like a pop culture person like i don't know if you knew but like ben stiller is like a huge star trek fan yeah and i think that and he knows everything uh stephen colbert is obsessed with lord of the rings and knows it all and stuff um i think that shit's so cool when you when yeah. people are fans of stuff. It's really know? funny, too, in that podcast episode because Jason Manzukis is, like, upset for a second because they're all sports people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have no idea <laughs> how you guys can be, like, this is your hobby. Yeah. Like, you all cover sports and write about sports, and then you come in and you just have all of this knowledge, too, about this stuff. Yeah. Oh, or it's that's like, you know, your Harry Potters and... Uh, that's what we are. That's a lot like us. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but can't can't recommend the two-parter enough. First one, like I said, it's pretty much Jason Manzook is talking Invincible and Star Wars. Yeah. And the second one is him uh, plugging some of his shows. Fantastic. Uh, including this one I want to check out called Hilda okay. on Netflix. I'll definitely... Which, I'll definitely... Which is like Scandinavian cartoon adventure girl. I've seen the... And it's voiced by... Uh, Lady Mermont or whatever. Oh, cool. The bear. Yeah. The little girl. I've seen from North of the Wall. I've seen the uh, um, the images of it. Yeah. You know, and so, but I've never got, dived into it. That's good. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. What about uh, what I've about been, you, my friend? Well, it's been a good week for me because, uh, like you were talking about, much like the Ringer, I'm into sports. Uh, and uh, uh, the NHL playoffs are starting up, and the NBA playoffs are have started. Uh, up. How are the pens? Penguins are uh, boy, bag two. They're even series two and two against the Islanders. Um, we lost the first game, won the next two handedly, and then yesterday we lost four to zero and bleh, four to one, I guess. But really bummed me out. Um, uh, I've been really living and dying by the Penguins this year. Uh, Spurs made it to the. They did this dumb thing in the NBA this year. This like um, playing games. I was not a fan of it. I, I, I'm assuming it has to do with the fact that they have a slighter, slightly shorter season. But it's like, no, you had I, 70 games. You could have figured it out, my I guys. think it wasn't necessarily that. I think it was just a way to make money. Ah. So they could, like, by ha- saying these are the playing games, they can sell it as a special thing so they can do b- higher ad sales. 
Um, and it's and in the end, it's just a way for them to raise money for the NBA to get money to get because they lost so much money. Which I yeah. understand that they need to get the team's money and stuff, but it just wasn't worth it. And also, it's like the Spurs are rebuilding; they shouldn't be playing. Like this is if they would have fucked around and got in, what are they gonna do? Then get their asses beat to death by the Jazz? It's like. They're terrible. Apparently, and so, there's Popovich slash Invincible memes going around. Oh, I can see that. People think Popovich looks like the uh, the main Omni, not Omni Man, the suit guy. Oh yeah, from with the fucking the Clancy or whatever. The guy, the guy the that Walter Goggins voices. Yeah, that's Popovich. Oh, I, I guess that's fun. I uh, yeah. I so Spurs are out of it. Um, but um, I've been it's been fun watching the Penguins. Watched every game so far. We got this dude Jeff Carter, I believe, who was a star with the Kings for a lot of years, and he won two Stanley Cups with the Kings, mm. and we brought him in at the trade deadline, and he's oh, just yeah. been kind of like, okay. Like, he's a great player, but I was like, I don't know. But he fucking put up three goals in the last four games, so it's like... That's a hat trick. Anybody, uh, yeah, hat trick. anybody that can take the pressure off Malkin and uh, Sidney and Kind of amazing. Guys, it's like, Jeremy Yager yeah. had so many hat tricks. <laughs> Here we con- go. Considering... I doubt he could put a hat on. Yeah, with that uh, wonderful, uh, what is it called? Mullet. Mullet. The Jets went to the game. I don't know if you've seen this. The Jets went to the Islanders-Penguins game the other day. And so Zach Wilson, uh-huh. him, he's in the front. And, you know, he's like supposed to be the new face of the franchise and the badass. But instead, it's some lineman who's got a huge hockey no, mullet. No offense. Pounding beers. Yeah. And then all the, the big takeaway is look at this badass lineman pounding beers. And nobody cares about Zach Wilson. Well, probably because they just thought it was some twelve-year-old. Yeah, it's some boy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I've been watching those. Those, and then the other thing is, is uh, watched a movie the other night. Oh, I love doing this thing, and you know, listeners know this. I love doing that thing where I watch a movie that everybody else watched twenty-five fucking years ago. Oh yeah, I watched Heat. Oh starring, yeah, uh, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, all of them, Natalie Portman. Um, fucking phenomenal. Goddamn, I loved it, and I can't believe I haven't seen it before. That's good though. It's like two. It's like a little over two hours, and I'm like, I feel like I could live in this movie. Good. You know? I went to bed afterwards, and I literally spent the next eight hours dreaming up sequels for it. You know? Hell I, yeah. I I loved it. I, on my letterbox, I gave it four stars, four and a half stars. The second highest rating you can give a movie. Really? Loved it. Yeah. It's the only four and a half star movie I've I've ever ha- enjoyed, other than Aliens. I've only reviewed one movie. Yeah. What was it? Gremlins two. It's fantastic. What'd Five stars. Two stars. I love it, but you know I don't want to get ahead of itself. Two star batch. Um, loved it. God damn. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, do you, what say? Uh, I don't know. We're supposed to like do a fun bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I have an app for that. It does okay. There's an app for that. Remember that? Remember when like most yeah. of comedy was just saying there's an app for that? Remember when most of comedy was Hitler? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy sucked. <laughs> Honestly, not a fan. Um, well, I thought I, was, I thought I had one of my cool photos. I call him Shitler. Him. Little nickname I came up. I call him uh, a- hey uh, Adolf, more like asshole. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Adolf. I was gonna kick out that there's a guy called Adolf Himmler. No, it too? wasn't Adolf. Himmler was uh, Heinrich. Oh yeah, but yeah. it was funny that there was Himmler and Heinrich. The one of the guys that ran away. One of the boys. To, one of the one of the boys. <laughs> One of them Nazi boys that yeah. ran away to Argentina. Yeah. His name, the one that they found. Another Adolf. Adolf, like, Einrich or something? Yeah. Yeah. I know the one that they about. found in Argentina. Yeah. And then, like, snuck in 
and kidnapped him. Yeah. Because the Argentina government was going to be like, yeah, Adolf, we're getting kickbacks from these. Adolf Eichmann. Adolf. Adolf, a deer, <laughs> a female deer. Ray from Star Wars is a bubble dean. <laughs> That's one. You got to know. Oh, oh, that's funny too. Adolf Eichmann. His first name is Otto, so he, his name is Otto Adolf Eichmann. And you know that he was Otto Eichmann until Hitler came around. He's like, whoa, that name's flying. I gotta get that on there. Like if all of a sudden, the, like if Thor was played by like uh, what's Thor's last name? Hemsworth. If oh. Thor was played by Hal Hemsworth, you know you'd be going by Hal <laughs> like crazy. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! The pandemic's come to pass. The nostalgic front podcast. Wake me up when the topics trend. <laughs> wow, topics. That was not bad for first time. Yeah, we right didn't even plan that. We didn't even plan that. We just looked at each other. That wasn't a pandemic. <laughs> That's how that's how this podcast was when we were in person. We just look at each other and do fucking four <laughs> verses, you know. Oh yeah. Oh boy, that was fun. Um, trending topics, man. Trending. Now big week. No, oh yeah. Like, kind of. Best week ever. Best week ever, starring Paul F. Tompkins and Paul Shear. That that, that's my, what everybody had to do before podcasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. VH1, and they get paid fucking so much. Money. Yeah. Oh, I want money so bad. I wish I could have been fucking Hal Rudnick. Oh, God, yeah. I wish I could have been doing comedy in New York ten years, eight years before I started, <sighs> where you just do six open mics, and then you get to go on the road with the Verbiglia and get yeah. people and gives you money. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Um, I, I was, I was yeah, tell uh, me. theorizing this yesterday. Tell me. I love your theories. You know how most of the podcasts came out of L.A.? Los LA. Angeles? Yeah. Like when, like yeah, everything when we started were listening, listening when to, we were in Des Moines, yeah, it was all Marin and Nerdist and all that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did this get made this and everything made, like yeah. that? Because of the traffic. You're right. And because New York also, I think, way more you could way more opportunities to get on stage in New York. Mm-hmm. So the you you didn't need to do as many podcasts because you could get up every night. Right. Kind of like how I stopped uh, going to as many mics when I started doing this. Yeah, once the podcast started, you didn't need to hit yeah. every open mic every This night. shit's going to butter my bread, baby. I think now that we're now that things have, uh, I don't know, well, as you guys heard, the pandemic has come to pass. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. The, it's Dan Marino, that's why. I love Stan Marino. I'm a big Stan Marino. I'm a big Dan Marino Stan. Dan Stan. I'm a Stan Marino. Uh, I, uh, I'm, the in the last year, not doing stand-up hardly ever. I am very glad for this podcast because at least I was being forcing myself to be funny once a week. Yeah, you know? and I mean, listeners can say how maybe good I less. Did. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it wasn't, but um, I mean, we did two episodes most of this fucking pandemic. Yeah, uh, you people like got freezer trucks on the streets full of bodies, and me and you are like, anyways, let's talk about shopping malls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so thank God for that because I feel like uh, at least I'll have a little bit of a uh. uh a little bit of a uh, leg up. Yeah, I, I've been kind of being funny. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, I listened to our me. podcast. Our podcast, the Ninja Turtle one, the very first one from a million. No, years no, ago. from last week. Oh yeah, good podcast. We're fucking funny. Great episode. Yeah. I really want. To, I really need. We you, need, we need to jump. Where we have some things happening behind the scenes. You made me snort out loud uh, on re-listen. Re-listening. Yeah, That's when fun. you were talking about uh, stringy ropes of cheese. <laughs> 
And now that's all I can think about. I, uh, by the way, hello everybody at the uh, flea market. <laughs> the uh, we're just gonna. Have, it's I guess now we just shout out the flea market. That's right. Every time we shout out, come. Also, shout out to whoever's riding in the backseat of James Doyle's Uber at this moment. You know. What I get mad when I go to flea markets. I'm like, where the fuck are the bass guitars? Oh yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, well, they're right here and they're $800. And I was like, what? You're not going to give it away? Top five Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Go. Uh, what are the shortest ones? Mm. P. That's a short one. P. I'm I like that album. P. I guess that was kind of like well, my minute? Red Hot Chili Pepper album. Yeah. So I like P and Friends and Airplane. Yeah, me too. I love that album. Yeah. One of the first albums I ever got. That's uh-huh. the one that- It's got Dave Nirvana. Yeah. You okay? I don't think his name is Dave Nirvana. That'd be pretty coincidental. <laughs> no, because he was in Nirvana, right? You know, Dave Navarro's mom was murdered. His mom was a uh, killed by a serial killer. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, he did. He has like a he did a whole documentary about it. It's really interesting. His Damn. I think his stepdad was a serial killer. I might be talking. I know for a fact that happened. I don't know the specifics of it, but really interesting story for a guy who plays guitar. Kind of good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I love that album, too. Aeroplane is very good. I like that album better than Californication, and Californication got all the fucking acclaim. It did. Although, Scar Tissue, banger. Also, the video for the one that's uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, for sure. For the for Californication. Yeah, it's fun. Dreams of California. Also, Other Side, right? Is that oh, yeah, the one with on like one. the cool art, and it's all mm-hmm. like, yep. like fucking Batman? Deco? Similar, yeah, like uh, almost like Sin City-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. I, I do like that. That so Californication to me is. By the way, you're listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers episode of the It's Not a Real Podcast. We oh, I thought we were doing a Duchovny. No, no, we dropped it in this here. This isn't Duchovny. Um, David, do you know that song? David Duchovny, where has your love gone? No, why don't you love me? You no. Know that song? So there's two songs I'm mixing together. There's Jessica Simpson. Where has your love gone? It's not in your music, no. But then there's another one that's David Duchovny. Why won't you love me? Ba da 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 da, Duchovny. Duchovny. Uh. Anyways, uh. These uh, are the trending topics. We could have done right. Trent. Huh? Our trending topics this week: David Duchovny here, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, Remember when they put socks over their fucking wieners? Their cocks, yeah, yeah, sock on cock, sock on cock. Um, remember that? You, the all I can think about right Dr. now, Doctor Seuss book, sock on cock. <laughs> it was so sad Cancel. when they socked on cock. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Kiedis's like pectoral muscle. Yeah, when he's running in slow motion and under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Hypnotized me as a child. It's so weird. If it you, gave me epileptic seizures. So, listeners, we're sitting in my uh, bedroom, which is also now our home office, which is where I have like my stand-up office, like my mm-hmm. bullet words stuff. But across the room, so behind Reem's head, is my my acoustic guitar, which is hanging on the wall. <laughs> and literally, I want to just like shut off this podcast and just start tooling around and playing like all these Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. It's fucking I noodle! Learned. All the songs I learned when I was in like a a, a rap metal band in two thousand. Um, yeah. So trending topics. Uh, let's see. What do you talk about? Do you see that Wonder Years trailer? Yeah. What do you think? It got, it, I didn't know shit about it. It got me in the feels. Yeah. For being only like 50 seconds long. Yeah. A little and teaser. Also, the, whoever's singing, uh, with a little help from my friend. Was that not Joe Cocker? No, no. It was, oh. uh, somebody new, I'm oh, guessing. Cool. 
but uh, powerful voice. Wouldn't it be funny? And we got some Don Cheadle. Yeah, Cheadle's the voiceover. Yeah. Uh, Dule Hill is the dad. Dule Hill, famous from the show The West Wing, which you <laughs> pretend to, that I'm saying wrestling. Um, whoop, just popped myself in the mouth with the microphone. Um, oh, I put my tooth on it like uh, 20 minutes ago. On this one? Mine. Oh, thank God. There's a pandemic going on. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, um, do you remember what the last episode we did in person when we wore those masks? Yeah. And we were like, we this, mocked is, it. this is fun. What a fun thing we're doing. Ugh. Yeah. We had video of it that we didn't drop because it was too embarrassing. Yeah. Um. One of our few guests that was taller than me, I felt uncomfortable. Shooter. Right? John yeah. Shooter's episode? Shooter yeah. McGavin. Shooter's, John Shooter McGavin. Shooter's building a porch right now, he said. I love Shut it. up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, one of yours looks good. Uh, it's is it still the '60s or is that was it yeah. updated? Because I couldn't really tell the. That's why they got old ass Don Cheadle in there. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he's about that superhero life. Yeah, <laughs> one of my work, one of my least favorite Marvel comic Marvel movie lines. Um, but it looks good, and it's produced by Greg Daniels, who famously produced uh, King of the Hill and The Office. Oh yeah, and this. Well, he wasn't a Simpsons producer. But Maybe he, he might have been. Yeah, something. but he know. came from The Simpsons. That's why he always had oh, that yeah. Homer on the shelf Art at The Simpson. Office. Yeah, and then also Fred Savage is an executive producer too. So oh yeah, you get yeah. The original Kevin, Macho Man's son. Macho Man, rest in peace. Macho Man dead eleven years today. We don't know. If ten. That's true. Ten. Yeah, yeah, ten years. Ten this week this because week. it's also. Uh, 10-year anniversary of my first ever stand-up comedy show Yep, that we talked about uh, last week Yep, that my mom was at, That was, and that's we were both 27th. on. Yeah, I know. So I just remember that week. doing a riff yes. about macho, the, the meme going around the internet then mm-hmm. was so Macho okay, Man Randy Savage. It's yeah. May 2010. Uh, we just got Osama. We're yeah. riding high on that. And then the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Well, apparently the Lord was going to taketh away everybody because oh, the rapture was the predicted. The rapture was supposed to happen. That's right. Yeah, and then Macho Man died. Yeah. And the ancient alien theorists theorized that Macho Man went to heaven and dropped an elbow and stopped the rapture. Wow, yeah. That's that's the fun do you thing. Think, uh, do you think Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth met him there in heaven when he got there? No, she's in hell. Oh, that's right. Um... The uh, so I maybe we've talked about this in the podcast. But I can't remember. Uh, the uh, I found out Stacy and I had done a road trip w- that weekend. Oh yeah, and I'd Tom do- Green. I'd only been doing st- yeah, I'd only been doing stand up a little bit, uh, like Amy a couple Smarts. weeks. And um, we decided to do a little like no rules road trip where we just drove around. Road rules road trip. Road rules road trip. Uh, we ended up in uh, uh, what's that town called? What's that town on the river? Uh, with the the Keacock. elevator in Iowa, Dubuque? Key, Dubuque, Dubuque, Dubuque. So we end up in Dubuque, and they're having like a city fair, like a city outdoor festival. Mm-hmm. We're there, and William Elliot Whitmore is playing. We don't realize that that's like a fucking cool ass punk guy that everybody knows. We think it's just some dude that lives in town who also has a guitar. Yeah. So we go to this. Um, we're watching this awesome concert, and in the middle of it, he announces, "Everybody, Macho Man Randy Savage died today," and we're like, "Oh no." And then a couple minutes later, he gets a text and he announces, everybody, the Saints won. They're moving on. Which, this was not football season. This was apparently a Dubuque oh. Junior Hockey League team. Well, they go marching. Yeah. Right. But they got to move on to the playoffs and the whole town freaked out. Like it was, like I just said, 
in a stadium full of like Raiders fans, the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl. This town went crazy that the Saints Junior Hockey League was moving on. And Stacey and I just felt like aliens in this little town. It was a wonderful show. I bought his album afterwards. Oh, fun. Told him I thought it was really good. I hope he keeps it up. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's the Wonder Years. Oh, I can't wait to hear that from other people in yeah. the next month or two. Totally. Hey, great job up there. Uh, I really like your stuff. Hey, good. Keep it up. Good open mic. Might be a great one one day. Somebody (laughs) said that to me once. Um, Okay, let's see what else we got. Now, Modoc, you watched Modoc? Yeah. How many episodes do you see? I got like five in. Okay. I watched the pilot. Really love it. Yeah, I think you'll really love the second episode. It's it's a lot of fun. It's everything I expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than I didn't expect the fact, uh, I didn't know it was executive produced by Seth Green as well. Oh, cool. But that totally makes sense sense because it's it's, robot chicken. it's, It's pretty much half hour robot chicken episodes that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, a little bit more heart than I expected. It's really fun just seeing like uh, fucking Mephisto. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Iron Man. Yeah, Iron being Man. Being voiced and, by John Hamm. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Fing Fang Foom and yeah. fucking Mr. Sinister. It, it's really fun and it has this like no rules thing. Yeah. Know? And I'm interested in that whereas like the, so on Disney Plus they have the What If series coming out that also has this like no rules thing. and But I, I'm not as... I don't really care about the What If series that mm-hmm. much, but this I'm having a lot of fun with. I like the voice cast a lot. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Patton Oswalt as Modoc, but then his daughter is- um, And it's more his show, too. It's yeah. not just uh, him doing the voice. He's like, he was the one that pitched it. Oh, awesome. Oh, like, that's good. Him and the other guy created it, so- That's awesome. Yeah, because I wanted to get and check out some of the meat behind he, he it. Does, he does the voice of that cabbie in DC, in like yeah. the Justice League action cartoons. I, Space Cabby is that his name? And I love that character. And I think I just think Pat Pat Hunt's obviously wonderful for a lot of reasons. But I get, I think he's so good at zeroing in on these comic book yeah. voices. And so that's awesome. And really it's also it. definitely uh, for the nerd the the nerds too because yeah. there's shit that's going over my head yeah. left and right. When you're and like, characters yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that I'm sure a Dan Umphins like totally is like what they put that joke in there or they yeah. put that yeah. I think about that a lot. Uh, yeah, that looked. Yeah, I loved the first episode, and I didn't realize it was. First off, I didn't know it was out yet, and I didn't know it was dropping all at once. Yeah. Also, you didn't yeah. know that half the music. The mm-hmm. next episode, they travel back in time. Oh, really? And so much of this show's soul is built around '90s fucking alternative, oh, like fuck yeah. third fuck eye yeah. blind type music. Oh, cool. Good. I can't wait to. Good. I can't wait to sink in more. And uh, this might sound stupid, but. I love. I I finished Invincible and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. But watching this, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm more intrigued about where Modok goes right now as opposed to you know Invincible because Invincible just had this grittiness. Modok has this like fun silliness that I'm like, yeah, I want to watch this. Yeah, you and know? there's not enough uh, silliness. No. In Marvel, in these there's, comics, and stuff. there's certainly plenty of uh, humor, mm-hmm. but silly. Totally, yeah. N- silliness that's why Ragnarok is not was humor. So fun. It had so much silliness. Yes. Um. Yeah. I really. So that's I grew really up watching Monty Python. I like it when things get silly. Oh, you like Monty Python? Mm-hmm. The uh, have you ever seen Rick and Monty? <laughs> that's not <laughs> it. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, this is just news. Um. Uh. The Disney Plus series Rangers of the New Republic, the Star Wars series, done. They're canceling it. They're not going to do it. Right. Now, we didn't know much about it. There was never any, like, plot synopsis or cast list. Re- it was just it was announced that a show with that title was going to be made. 
Um, and now they're not moving forward with that. Uh, a lot of people suggest that that was going to be a Gina Carina show, um, which I I like that character regardless of how I oh, think she's a piece yeah. of shit. But the the premise, the idea that was floating around the internet was that it was going to be kind of like her, Bill Burr's character, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Carl we- Carl Weathers' character, right? Kind of them doing the thing with also the two dudes that were the um, X Wing pilots, and so that sounds like a great show. Apparently, it's not going though. Maybe they'll re- retool some of it. Well, also, I'm not too worried about that show, anyways, because uh, I think we be better served just kind of let the sequel era just sit there for mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, but I still, yeah. So that's gone. Um, another little piece of news I saw. Saw this on DMZ, Darren uh, Patterson's uh, uh, Twitter account, our Facebook page. Uh, Henry Cavill's in talks to play Highlander. They're going to do some Highlander reboot. Oh, that would work. Yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Plus, he's got his uh, sword game down from, Witcher? from The Witcher. Yeah. Um, I like Henry Cavill a lot. I I, I don't think I loved he's him as a Superman. He's a fucking great-looking dude, too. Oh, hot as shit. Have you seen that? Have you seen that uh, uh, Mission Impossible movie that he wouldn't shave that he couldn't shave his mustache for? Uh-uh. I have a giant There's- blind spot. If... There is a giant movie franchise yeah. that, uh, like, all the ones that just got better totally. as they went along, like that and Fast, Fast and the and Furious, Furious yeah. I haven't seen much of. Like, I think I see the first two Mission Impossibles. Yeah. They're fine. I love them. You know? I, I understand what you're saying. everything yeah. after that, people are like, I fucking love Ghost yeah. Protocol and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, they really figured out the series. And, like, you know, I really, I really, Fast and the Furious was, what well, the first four are pretty fucking skippable yeah totally the um, from what i've heard that's my th- i i still have a total blind spot for fast and the furious but um i think mission impossible is fun and you're right the second one kind of is the one that hangs the worst um which is honestly funny because i think that's the jj abrams one i could be wrong on that maybe J. maybe jj abrams did the third one but um the second one is the one that drags the most that's the one that has the limp biscuit song and all that kind of stuff but um i really like the i i don't know which is which when you in the story, I couldn't tell you yeah. the story, but I love watching the movies. And there's a scene in that one that uh, Henry Cavill's in, where Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise fight in a bathroom. And I mean, well, I know that sexuality is a spectrum, but I would, if after that scene, if Cavill's like, "Hey, we're gonna get married," I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll fuck you, whatever well, you need." The other good thing that those movies do that a lot of our superhero movies and Star Wars movies don't is big set pieces that are very practical. Yeah. Like big fight scenes that are all on camera, Mm -hmm. people doing their own stunts, you know, just like they're a little bit more real. So when something cool as shit happens, like a fucking car driving from one skyscraper to another. Totally. You know, it's a little bit more cooler than, uh, you know, the Hulk punching a guy. Well, that's why with the MCU, they're literally doing things now, like the the Eternals movie. They're they're letting actor or directors do different kinds of things. Yeah. Because they got so married to this certain style and look. Yeah. That they're try- they want to get away from that because it's even it, no matter how good it is, it's hurting it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, uh, we're we love the MCU. Yeah, we're fans. A lot of people do. Yeah. But uh, you can't argue against the fact that uh, it's a little homogenized. Mm-hmm. You know, but. It's also a brand, you know, totally. so you don't want to get away from that. But, uh, you know, it can be a little bit of a crutch, and you can really see it some of the times when you're watching some of the bigger scope movies mm-hmm. that 
you can tell everything behind them is green screen. Yeah. And uh, well, but and that- in, in a movie like Mar- uh, uh, Captain Marvel, which I really enjoyed, directed by two the oh yeah, because are- you're a Brie Larson simp. I am. I am. Don't you know? Don't you know she hates white <laughs> males? <laughs> That's what I like. You're a white her. male. Wait a minute. What? You can't even say anything anymore. Oh uh, boy. I love. Uh- <laughs> Meanwhile. Podcast exists. You know what? My problem with Brie Larson has nothing to do with her at all. My problem, my genuine problem with Brie Larson is I really don't like those car commercials she's in, where she's like playing Adam Carolla. She's like, we can't drive cars no more. And you're like, what is this personality? Also, she did an episode of How Did This Get Made, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, she's great. Uh, yeah. She, she's really good in um, like she was all there little, just joking with everybody. All of her little. Uh, indie films she was in were really fucking good and then she just struck out and got room and then got huge you know yeah um but but anyways uh that's a movie where it has really great directors who have a really good vision but then they they don't they're not action directors so then the same team that does all their action comes yeah. in and then it's kind of like the movie just feels almost disjointed in a way you know yeah um that's what of, makes uh winter soldier stand out so much yeah. among the mcu is the action scenes yeah where i mean come on cap yeah. versus bucky totally with the knife fight in the middle of the street yeah like and easily one of the best moments just in that the opening entire. thing where he's jumping in on that yeah that feels like fucking i just love how much metal you can gear solid. feel him mm-hmm. kicking that guy in the fucking chest <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just flies bounces yeah uh but yeah so uh so there's that uh fun thing i was i said in the top of the show i watched the heat there's oh, a yeah. scene in the movie Heat where Al Pacino leaves a room at the police station, and when the door shuts on the door, that room he was in was called the MCU. Oh. I don't know what was happening in there, but I thought that was interesting. Nice. Not interesting enough to take a photo or make a meme out of it, but... We don't have any of those guys in the MCU, do we? Um, no Pacino. Yeah, no De Niro. No. Well, Val Kilmer's sick, so he's not going to do it. He could do a voice, though. He could be like a yeah. CGI character. Um, De Niro, no... We got Stallone. Is he's not in those, but Stallone's probably the most like Hoity Toity or Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, that is surprising though that Pacino or somebody hasn't shown up in something at this. Yeah. Point. Well, um, I just like getting all of our old actors in there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, like, uh, what's his name? Butch Cassidy or whatever. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, man, I didn't know. I saw this video. It's pretty fucking amazing on the Reddit. Catwoman, yeah, the one where the like the live video of her whipping that shit, where she takes three yeah. mannequin heads off and yeah. in a shot, and it's like the it's the behind the scenes that shows yeah. she actually fucking did that stuff. Yeah, yeah. who would have expected that shit? <sighs> she's great. I really love Michelle Pfeiffer. Was like a huge crush of mine when I was a kid, and so I really like her. And she's not in a ton of stuff anymore. Maybe she is, and I just don't see it. Uh-huh. But um, I've always I've always really liked her career. Um, and then another movie that came out. Oh boy. Army of the Dead. Did now, you, did you watch it? Okay, this is what happened. I Zombie heist it. movie, Zack Snyder. I started it. Okay, I don't hate Zack Snyder. You know, I am a simp for Brie Larson. I know everybody gets mad at me for that, but I don't hate Zack Snyder. I didn't hate the Snyder cut. Uh huh. I put. The, I love Dawn of the Dead or whatever the one he made, Day yeah. of the Dead or whatever. <laughs> um, I I start watching it now. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. The first. 12 minutes are opening credits and montage just like all of his, just like Watchmen. Yeah. And it's also the opening credits are being shown and throughout the whole opening credits the the font is weird and the, the, the color is bright pink. 
So it's just not fun to watch the credits. So yeah. even though you're seeing stuff that might be important to story, it's hard to watch. Maybe 14, 15 minutes in, they show a television newscast. And I'm the story, I think, is fun. I love the idea. Z- uh, Vegas is zombies. They want to go do a heist. I think that's fun. About 14, 15 minutes in, they show a television broadcast of like the news, like uh, uh, Batiste is doing something uh-huh. and the news is on the background. And fucking Sean Spicer... Trump's he was one of the oh, leaders yeah, of that stuff. guy. He's in it playing basically himself, I think. I you think sure they it wasn't Melissa Trump. McCarthy. <laughs> no, it's him. It would have been better if it was him, it would have been fine. And he is playing a character arguing for fascisty shit, which makes me think he knows the shit he did was fascisty. Yeah. It's not like he's playing against type or he's just playing a TV news reporter. Well, isn't like uh, Zack Snyder also like he's, a big He's Ayn a big libertarian, Rand, like... Ayn Rand, Christian, yeah. Mm. But I literally, and I turned it off. And I and so I turned it off. I saw that the movie had two and a half hours. I was like, I'm not going to watch this whole movie the I, whole time. Yeah. And I'd love to see more Ayn Randy Superman where he's like, yeah, if I save you, yeah, how does that really help you? Totally, totally. Uh, but that bummed me out enough that I turned it off, and because uh, I wanted to see Army of the Dead, I was yeah. planning on going to the theater. Yeah. This week, just because I haven't been to the theater, I'm fully vaxxed. Yeah. Figure it'll be nice and empty. Vaccinated, caffeinated, baby. Getting some air conditioning, munch on some corn. Mm-hmm. You know, not popcorn. I just no, bring you take, in cans. Yeah, you take cans of corn like you're fishing. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you gonna eat it, those? No, I'm going to the lake afterwards. It just didn't work out. So Friday night, I was like, "Huh, oh, babe, we got that." Uh, you want to watch that new Zack Snyder movie? And she, uh, yeah, that's a way to drive a pussy right away. <laughs> normally, <laughs> nor- normally I could get to watch something like yeah. that, but she put her foot down yeah. this Friday night, and I was like, "You always pick the stuff." Yeah, where it's like I'm not really picking what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick in the middle. Totally, but it always leans towards like, you know, my type of stuff. Yeah, you know, so I was like. We, she's like, I want to watch this movie. And I'm like, I'll go in the other room. And she's like, no, we're watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those. So we watched, uh, oh boy, The Woman in the Window. Oh, that's supposed to be, wait, is that a horror? No, it's a bore. It's a drama. Borer. Yeah. It's not a horror movie. So it's, it's like a borer movie. No, it's like fucking Rear Window. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. I do but know what that is. worse. Like, Amy Adams. Yeah. Kind of fun, though. It had Amy Adams. Yeah. It had uh, the new Captain America guy. Oh, uh, Mackie? No no no, 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 no. Kurt Russell's the son. blonde guy. Yeah, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, that's Kurt Russell's son? Yeah. Crazy. We talked about that on this podcast oh, a yeah. bunch. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> but it did have, it also had Anthony Mackie in the movie. Oh, cool. And Gary Oldman. Oh, wow. So it had Lo- Lois Lane, Commissioner <laughs> Gordon, U.S. Agent. Yeah. Captain Falcon. What a crew. And it was boring as shit. Boring as hell. Oh, okay, my God. I could Well, that's like one of the funniest things and, is there's a movie. There's a Disney movie. Um, I don't remember, but it stars Chris Pine and uh-huh. Ben Foster. Yeah. And it's like this big budget Disney movie. I love doing that. Too. And it's terrible. Uh-huh. And the same summer that came out, Higher Hell or High Water came out, which is the same two actors. And it's like beautiful art. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you guys did not. You guys either didn't give a fuck or you were not directed well in that one. And this one, you guys are fucking flying off the seat of your pants. It's the best acting I've ever seen. It's great. And it's also one of those movies I can't even, I'm not even allowed to like look at my phone while we're watching oh, yeah, it. Yeah, because then it's a whole talk and the wedding's off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I just had a fucking 
plow through this boring slog. Yeah. And uh, it was. Our- it, plus, it was one of those ones where it's like, this movie sucks. Then we paused it for a second. Yeah. They're like, go to the bathroom and he's going to have a cigarette and whatever. Yeah. You and fast forward a whole bunch. Of I wish. Notice. No, it was one of those where it's like, I already don't like this. And then you look up the Rotten Tomato score mm-hmm. and you find out it's a 27%. <laughs> so then you're like, yeah. all right, well, I am done Fuck. giving the movie a chance. Yeah. Mentally. I'm just going to try and fall asleep here. That's funny. Because if you're going to be like a boring, like prestige movie, mm-hmm. man, you can't. I, I'm not going to trust anything with a rotten score. Yeah. You know? I agree. I'll watch. I'll watch like giant robots with a fucking four percent, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, anyways, I get it. Yeah. Movie sucked. There's Luckily, a, the Bad Batch rules. There's a thing that uh, Stacey saw this tweet that was like, uh, "This is a smart idea." This is a tweet somebody else made. I don't even know who to give credit to, but it was the idea that like there should be an app for cu- like Tinder for couples. That's like just random movies that are on the streaming platforms you have pop up and then you swipe left or right on it. And then when you and your oh my God. significant other line up, it's like, here's a movie you both would be interested in. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. I don't, that's why we just watch modern. We just pick a sitcom and yeah. power through yeah. it. But I like watching really dumb YouTube shit. Yeah. You know, or a dumb cartoon, you know? Yeah. And like, that's like, was like with us, Stacy doesn't love, she doesn't love like sci-fi at all. Which is totally fine. I understand that, but because of that, Wi-Fi. like, she doesn't want to watch like any like all the any sci-fi things. She doesn't yeah. wanna really want to watch. She likes the MCU to an extent, but she's not like she's not gonna throw those on. But if we're watching them, that's fine. Um, but then she likes Harry Potter, so a lot of times we'll watch Harry Potter because it's like a cool middle ground where I maybe I've seen him before, but I haven't seen all of it, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, but it would be fun if there was just a way for us to always like zone zoom in on certain things we really like. Yeah. Um, I got her for Invincible though, so that yeah, was fun. That's cool. We 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 just finished watching this um, the the Straw Bridge, this weird couple that rebuilt this castle in England. I think I talked about it last week. Yeah. But we also just started. I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but we started watching the show called Red Oaks, which is on uh, um, I think Amazon, and it's really good. And it's a it's yeah, like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse it, Red Now Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Yeah. It's in the 80s, and it's about uh, just a, a bunch of people that work at, like, a, a tennis resort, golf resort in the 80s. And it's good, but it's, like, right out the gate, it's got a lot of boobs in it. And you're like, whoa, I didn't expect this. They don't really do that anymore. No. And this is a show recent. This is yeah. from a few years ago. Paul Reiser's in it. Richard Kind's in it. And, front of the show, Selena Kopic is in it. She plays a news reporter in it. Oh, really? Or, like, a TV show, like, a TV person. Yeah. That fucking rules. Yeah, so it's really great. Um, but we're only two episodes in, but it's really fun. So I'll be talking about that next week on the top of the show, I'm sure. Um, last thing we want to talk about today on the trending topics part uh, is uh, Bad Batch. Another great episode. Great episode. Really Wish fun. I could have just watched another one after it. Me too. And then another one. Yeah. You know? Um, If they try to pull part one, part two shit, I think I'm just going to stop watching it and just wait till it's all done. You know what I mean? Because Clone yeah. Wars was so big about that. They do yeah. like four parts episodes. Um. But I don't. I can't. I can't do that with this thing. Boy, uh, I tell you what, though, they are great about just bringing in characters. Yeah. Uh, from other, from all the different stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so fun and exciting about the future of Star Wars, mm-hmm. especially TV. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. I don't even care about movies coming out. Yeah. I want to see how all these TV shows work out. I want to see how Filoni's gonna f- make me like Rise of Skywalker. That's all I think about <laughs> every time I watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's like how. Is this going to make me love Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Uh, but, would, like, that Rise of Skywalker is a perfect example of bad ways that you can do mm-hmm. what Filoni seems to do so effortlessly. Yeah. Like, 
they forced like there's no fucking reason why we got the emperor here. No. You know? Yeah. Why are we clogging all this shit up? Yeah. You know? Like that was one of the best themes about Last Jedi is how democratized mm -hmm. the force became, you know? And now we're right back to fucking blue bloods. Totally. You know, and that type of bullshit. Or just like Palpatine, the whole yeah. Palpatine thing doesn't work. And you know? Meanwhile, fucking he brings Ahsoka back gracefully mm -hmm. in both Rebels and Mandalorian. Yeah. He had uh Caleb uh Caleb Dune Caleb Dune as uh what's his other name? I can't pull it from Rebels. Yeah. Anyway. And then uh the Boba Fett's uh Oh yeah, the girl the from Mandalorian. The, from Mandalorian, the woman uh who's Ming Ming kick ass Lo. lady, I can't think of her name. Me neither, but she uh her character in this is going to be great and yeah, it's just it's they do so well. I bet you though, like Filoni, just seeing the way I imagine it, I bet you this episode, this week's episode of Bad Batch, probably had more thought, yeah. planning, and outlining than yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah, and I swear, they care about it. If we get a Duchess Sabine, oh yeah, and Obi Wan, it's gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm just gonna fucking waterfalls, yeah. baby, sobs. And the other thing I really want to see is I really want to see. Uh, probably for that last series, that Tarkin series that happens or whatever, I want to see these Rebels characters. I yeah. want to see how they bring all of them in there, Sabine Wren and stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the other thing. Like, it, oh man, it's just really exciting the way Star Wars is going right mm -hmm. now. And it's like, there if Thrawn's coming back, Ezra, yeah, is gonna he's got to be there. Cool stuff. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, uh, and of course, uh, Rise of Skywalker is. Uh, bad as hell. Um, was there any other trending stuff that you thought about? I mean, that was about it. That's what that's what we watched. That's what's on. Yeah. Uh, I'm just getting ready for fantasy football. Doing some best ball drafts. I'm a big fucking nerd. Speaking of fo fantasy football, I was thinking of baseball the other day. Mm -hmm. I was watching a couple games, and I was thinking, don't you think it'd be really funny if uh, you know the band Slipknot from Des Moines? Never uh, heard of First him. off, maybe, did we talk about this on the show? Did you know Max Weinberg's son is in yeah, tours? Yeah, I didn't know up? that until, I'm pretty sure you told yeah, me. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He's the guy that replaced uh, Joey a oh, while ago. Really? So he's been oh, in wow. the band for a while. Yeah. And he's been, he's like on Against Me albums. Yeah, he's great. He's like a really great drummer. So he's just like all over the place. Um, I heard about him because you know Two Minutes to Late Night? Mm -hmm. Those, the, the really great show based here. Um, they're, they've been doing all these, uh, uh, on YouTube all throughout two minutes to late night is a metal, uh, talk show that's based out of St. Vitus and it's done by some comics that we kind of know and some writers that we know and stuff. And it's really, really good. It's hosted by Guarcinio Hall, which is exactly what you would expect. And, uh, over the pandemic, they've been doing these mashups on YouTube where they get like a bass yeah. player from one band and a guitarist from another and a drummer from another all come together and they play like a Megadeth song or whatever. And it's really great. And they a bunch of them went viral. And uh, there's one where Max Weinberg plays drums on one. And I read an interview where they were like, how did you guys get Max Weinberg? And basically his son, whatever this guy's name is, Patrick <laughs> Weinberg, I think, actually. Yeah. He's a huge fan of Two Minutes to Late Night. And he's a huge metal bit fan. He's in that same circles. So it all worked out through that. And I was just like, what a fucking cool thing. Why didn't we luck into something like that, you know? Nah. How come all of our friends are failures? And all these guys' friends are like the sons of Max Weinbergs. <laughs> well, at least our fans are successful. Our fans are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our fans are doing our great. Our friends don't do shit. No, but, friends are uh, falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones who are successful, you know what they did? They cut ties with us. <laughs> they didn't need us dragging them down. 
The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, buddy. Yeah. We're doing an episode together mm-hmm. in the same room. And a, and a type of episode we've never done before. No, we've never done this before. Yeah. We talked about it before, but we wanted to do it in person because mm-hmm. it's hard to do audio things like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing... Uh, we're gonna talk Which about podcasts it. are. Podcasts are audio. They're audio things. They are audio things. Well, like we could have tried something like this over Zoom, but it's just harder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder. Um, but what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about... The 1994 Smash album, Dookie. Offspring. Oh. Oh, yeah, Smash by the by the Offspring. Dookie by Green Day. All right. Now, what's your... I'm interested in what's your experience. Because when we started talking about this, mm-hmm. we started talking about what albums we could do. Yeah. Now, first off, my first suggestion was Metallica's Black Album, because I thought that maybe that would line up with the both of us. Yeah. You then went from there. You suggested Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, which I didn't see and that. And never as mind. Word. And never mind. That's right. Well, I did. To me, are you? What, what was your thinking on the? What was your thinking on the episode? I was thinking, iconic '90s album. Got it. Just like in the uh, something that everybody got off a of fucking uh, Columbia House. That's right. You know, or everybody bought from the UC. Like Sam everybody Goody. had this shit. That's right. You know. Okay, yeah. That and then that still is like everywhere. That's too. still very yeah. Which all relevant. four of those albums we just mentioned like are consistently played everywhere. Got it. Now Green Day, Dookie, this album in particular. What's your experience with this album? Now were you or did you have it when it came out? Did you no, buy it when it came out? Never. No, I've never. never owned this album. I've never listened to this album all really? the way through. Really. All I'm gonna know is the radio hits, which I'm sure are. Plentiful. Uh, I never really liked Green Day. Still don't. Really? Okay, so that's really it. This is yeah. a fun, exciting way um, to come into I a think show. I, I like this Stop album. Stop looking at the Wikipedia. Okay. I got the Wikipedia open on my computer, and I can see. See, this isn't something that would happen over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you pull in focus. No, but uh, I'm saying uh, I guess I liked Green Day all right enough when they okay. first came out, and they yeah. were on like the MTV countdowns and totally. stuff. So that was like this time. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, I didn't like them that much, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, radio play mm-hmm. killed them. Killed oh, yeah. any yeah '90s radio play. Yeah. Like you have to be a pretty strong band. Uh, well, there's not a, get overplayed, and I hear that there's a homeless gospel choir song that talks specifically about Dookie, and it's about how like um, I got that Green Day tape. Mm-hmm. And it, how it like opened his eyes to music. I feel very one on one. I I get that totally. And he's like, and then I started taping everything off the radio, and then I realized the radio was bullshit. And it's like that's the same journey I went on. I just Green Day was part of my journey in this, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily part of your journey in this. So yeah. by the time you got to them, they were just part of the radio bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Um, I I, I love I. It's hard to think about because I love this album, top to bottom. I love it. I love. Green Day because of how they made me feel and what they did for me when I was a kid. But I don't care about them now. I have not listened to any of their stuff past American Idiot. Um, Didn't love American Idiot. Was really blown away when it became a Broadway musical. Didn't love the musical. Um, 
I like some of the other stuff they've mm-hmm. done. I like Foxborough Hot Tubs, which is another band that they're in. They have a band called like Pie, not Piebald, but Pinwheel or something. There's another band that these three are in that's more of a like a, a, a loud hardcore punk band that I think is really good. Um, Billy Joe's done a lot of weird stuff with like Nora Jones that I think is really good. But as for the Green Day brand past uh, Insomniac or Nimrod, whatever came out second, I haven't really listened to. But Dookie, 100% my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like which is weird too because all of the other albums mm-hmm. that uh, their contemporaries put out at pretty much that 94, 95 time period. Yeah. So like Offspring, Smash, yep. uh, Rancid, uh, Here Come the Wolves. That's right. Uh, no Effects, Punk, and Drublick. Mm-hmm. Like if you go onto a Spotify playlist, they're all going to be lining up with each other. Yeah. And I've listened to those albums top to bottom ad nauseum i bet you, you know I'll, I'll make a wager right now that i bet you because here's some things i know about just knowing about this album without even jumping into this wikipedia i think first off i think this album top to bottom rips i think there are songs on it that are way better than the like radio hits no i think the radio hits are good i think the radio hits are good but they're also really overplayed and everybody's heard them but when you hear them as a piece like listening yeah. to the whole album they're like they cut they hit you different um, another thing that's really interesting about Green Day Dookie, I think it, I believe it was all recorded in one take, live in one take, which is not that's a thing cool. that happens. Yeah. Um, because they were so used. This was their third album. Well, that's a very punk thing too. Yes, and this was this was Bad on, Brains did that on fucking uh, uh, Live from DC or whatever. This was their major label because they were on Reprise, but this was their third album, and so they were so used to like, well, studio time, we gotta fucking do this quick, you know, we don't yeah. spend a lot of money, and so. There's an energy to this album that is why I think if you listen to this album top to bottom, there's an energy to it that I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. You know, I can get in this still. Um, and so it's really good. Let's see. Uh, I I have the Wikipedia open here. It's produced by Rob Cavallo, who uh, he, let's see. Oh, my God. Look at him. That guy. He well, does, he's older now. He does. Yeah, you're right. That's what the fucking drummer from Green Day probably looks like, too. Totally. Trey Cool or whatever. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's, he was, he's known for his production with Green Day. And since then, he's also worked with Linkin Park, My Chemical Romance, Clapton, The Goo Goo Dolls, Dave Matthews Band, Kid Rock, Alanis, Black Sabbath, Phil Collins. So he's he's all around music, but yeah. it sounds like the Dookie was kind of his original calling card. Um, oh, and he also produced Insomniac and Nimrod, the other two Green Day albums I really like. Uh, but he also produced American Idiot and Bullet in a Bible, two Green Day albums I do not like at all. So he's kind of like, eh, I'll call him the fourth member of Green Day, <laughs> you know? Um had you ever heard of Green Day? Because you're you're a year or two older than me. Had you ever heard of Green Day before these albums? No. Uh, it, the music videos off of here uh, was pretty much the first one, first places I ever heard about it. So uh, yeah, yeah. They had two albums called uh, One Thousand Thirty Nine Smothered Out Slappy Hours or something. I've never even heard that. Nobody has really. Well, I mean, like I mean, I've never even heard that title. Bay Area punk people have. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, like because they were already like a big band in in that area in in Southern California or in you know in the Oakland San Francisco area, but um and Kerplunk was a big album, but like even to this day I've gone back and re-listened to it, but like I'm not a I don't know Kerplunk I don't know these songs some of them Welcome to Paradise is on it and stuff like that, but it's like I don't know those versions of it or anything like that. I do remember Angus. Angus, yeah, the movie was really excited for Green Day tickets. Yeah. That was what Angus is about. It's funny how Green Day became such a pop culture thing. Like, Angus has that. Um, Weezer and El Scorcho 
he has that line i asked you to go to the green day concert you said you never heard of them how cool is that well again this was a fucking monster of an album yeah I'm wondering when Angus came out. When did that movie come out? 95. 95. So they were the... So that's what happened was because just like a lot of this stuff, Dookie broke and nobody expected it to be the biggest album on earth and it kind of was for a minute. Yeah, um, absolutely. Spawned five r- singles. Imagine a punk band who had never written this a hit. First album on a major label, you get five singles that are all not just singles. They're actually all, they're all really good songs. Yeah. Um, I think that's wild. Well, that's, why, that's where like everything was going anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, skater punk, like those albums I just talked about earlier, was getting big, and then uh, under a little bit under that, and a few years removed is like your ska breakout, because yeah. like no effect or no effects, no doubt. That's right. Tragic Kingdom's probably coming out like yeah. When's that? The next year. Tragic Kingdom came out. 1996, 1995. Yeah. yeah. So within a year. Um, Tragic Kingdom was being recorded while this was already out. That's crazy. Yeah, so you're getting that, and then like, so and, and you got to think grunge is kind of because yeah, you're dead. into post grunge by then. Cobain's dead. Yeah, and that I mean for I mean sadly, Cobain's dead. That, Soundgarden's about to break up. That pot stopped a lot of it. Allison Chains on too many drugs, and a lot of these bands that they signed, the Stone Temple Pilots is on too many drugs. SDP and those bands are all also they didn't have that same success yeah. that Nirvana did, so the labels don't care about them. Pearl Jam's not writing commercial hits, mm-hmm. so they're like, well, let's head down. We're done with Seattle. Let's move down to San Francisco. Let's see what these guys have. Um, and then Green Day got their got their shot. Um, it looks like, I'm trying to see, the writing comp- composition, much of the album's content was written by Armstrong. Uh, Lance? The band. Yeah, Lance Neil? Armstrong. Yeah, Lance. He wrote all the songs. Billy Joe. Um, the album touched upon various experiences the band members had, including anxiety, panic attacks, uh, masturbation, sexual orientation, boredom, mass murder, divorce, and ex-girlfriends. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's all pretty interesting. Let's... Uh, uh, the album cover is wonderful. It's got that. Who, oh who yeah, I remember that, that because uh, I'm very familiar with the album cover. Yeah. Because a girl that sat in front of me in history class mm-hmm. was a big Green Day fan, and she had a shirt oh, that had yeah. the album on the back of it. That's cool. Yeah, so you'd stare at it. So all I day? just stare at the fucking Green Day shirt. I had a poster. So I think maybe I. I don't think I've said this on the this episode. I know I've said it on the podcast before. Um, the same, first day I started buying rock albums, I went to the Sam Goody and I bought this. And I bought Alanis Morissette and Pearl Jam, No Code, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, One Hit Minute. Mm-hmm. Those four CDs, one day. Um, and when I bought Green Day Dookie, they gave me a free poster. So I had a poster. But as you can tell on this, I had probably this poster. Yeah. So I had a poster that was bigger than the album. So it's kind of like I had the whole image. I don't see who the artist is. Maybe as a podcast, we should be telling you that, but I can't fucking find it. But um, I had the, I had a poster of this, so I would just sit in my room, and it's like... It's like a where it's like a where's Waldo. I just stare at this poster, you know, um, and so I love the album art. Uh, let's. I don't really know what else to talk about in it. Um, let's yeah, take, let's give this fucker a listen. Let's let's listen to track one. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna drop out. We're gonna listen to that and we're gonna come back and talk about it. We're gonna look at the lyrics and stuff like that. So um, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, uh, so got it right here come on telephone um so listeners what we're gonna do is we're gonna play you a clip you'll you'll figure it out yeah i don't need to explain this these people are smart yeah I don't. Need they to all have real jobs you know they, that they go to and then listen to us or they're at the flea market right now yeah um 
All right, so let's listen to this uh, first track is uh, Burnout. I'm not growing up, I'm just getting down, and I stepped in line to walk amongst the dead. Hey, you're listening to The Nostalgic Front, and that was Green Day with Burnout. You can see Green Day on YouTube. Check them out. All right. With my old radio guy voice. I love it. Yeah? Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's fun. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody. Uh, you're listening to 101.9 The Cunt. This is uh, Dr. Love uh, trying to do that thing with my throat that makes your uh, dick move weird. <laughs> also, I got to say, Green Day Burnout. Man, if this isn't just the seat, they should just call this Pump Up the Volume 2. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's totally the sequel to pump up the volume totally uh so what do you think now was that maybe the first time you ever heard that song do you think you um, or did you I recognize probably it? heard that song before uh but it's just another green day song yeah so i guess it never really stuck sure you know yeah it's a fine song uh one th- total totally of its time too yeah fucking uh gen x not giving a shit i love you know i love the way this album starts that just the opening yeah. of it and I also love the lyrics. I love the uh, growing bored in my smoked out room. Yeah, I like. I, the, He's making barbecue. But also, like, this is a this is like a Beatles song. This is like a yeah. The lyric scheme is just uh, I'm growing. I'm not growing up. I'm just burning out. And I stepped in. The, it's like easy song lyrics, which is what I always wrote when I was in song bands yeah. too. It's just it's simple songwriting. Plus, it's fourteen year old deep. Oh, totally. Yeah. If anything, this song is a a hair too long. For, for like it's two minutes and forty four seconds should have probably been about two minutes. So they do that little breakdown that I always that I sang it when we were listening to it. Dare to be stupid, like yeah. it does that. Duh, 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 duh. It's like that same jump that uh, feels very reminiscent of that. Um, but like that popped me up. That I mean, I like I didn't know what to expect when I was. Listening. I haven't heard that song. I haven't listened to Green Day Dookie in full for a long time. But like right now, I'm like yeah. Fucking let's go. It hits the script. It's a yeah. Duke, it's a Green Day song, yeah. and it uh, feels very of its time too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad or Not a good a thing. Bad or a good Just thing. an observ- observation there that it's you know. Yeah, I like it. It does have that Gen Gen X. We're mad at the world. We're pissed off. Yeah. Not, I don't want to be anything. That's the whole. Well, it's because they don't have the internet, and it takes them a lot longer to find out that uh, the world is a vampire. Yeah. You know? That's right. And they don't know. You don't even know stuff. They don't even know that the cops are murdering black people constantly, yeah. you know? They didn't. Even, they weren't even privy to what was really going on in this world. Yeah, they think all of our systems and yeah, institutions are working great. they thought cops were cool. Great. The war was great and stuff, yeah. you know? Um, they weren't even at a war in 94. Nope. You fucking, what's your problem, bud? That's a weird time. It is a weird time. Not No war? Yeah. I just see, all I see now is commercials for joining the military. God. I feel like Somebody was happening. playing... What the the '90s recruiting commercials yeah. for the military? Yeah, and it's like live action chess, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Lord of the Rings type totally. shit, and it looks badass. And now it's now it's like doc. You want to be Doctor Strange? And it's like they're doing like all sorts of like, uh, mm. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like what the fuck, man? Uh, you don't go to the military to uh, meet Doctor Strange. You go to the military to meet Strange. That's right. Anybody that's going to join the military because of one of those commercials shouldn't be allowed to be in the military. Absolutely, you know, not. Um, you're like you're trying to get the lowest, the worst 
commandant, like the dumbest. I'm not it's saying kinda, it's kind of like how anybody that wants to be the president is, should, should automatically not be, be should, disqualified. Yeah, that should disqualify you from being president. So what's the next track on um, Dookie? Next track on Dookie, uh, track two. Here, I want to see if I can find. I, I, I while, while we're here, I want to see if mm, somebody could find some information about that. But there's some tracks that have their own like information, but that doesn't. Burning out, great. I think it's a great track to start the album. Track two. This well, is, we're only two tracks in, and I'm already burning out. <laughs> track two. It, well, this one's gonna hopefully light me up because uh, this one is called "Having a Blast." Well, maybe by the end of the album, I'll uh, come around. So there you go, everybody. That was having a blast. Mm-hmm. Track two, which Rindy Dookie. He doesn't sound like he's having a blast. I think there's a pun in there. Mm. He's, I don't uh, know. I have a pretty good ear for those he's, things. He's, uh, he's blasting. He's blown. I was thinking when we were talking, I was like, you know what? You know, coming out of Nirvana, the grunge scene, and everything like this. And I consider this like a hap, like a, f- a silly album, a happy album. Well, these two tracks are not. No, these are. I don't think it is. I think it's an actually a very depressing album. And I think maybe at the time. I understood that, but I think since the music's like, and the boom, 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 yeah. it's very like peppy. It's loud. Yeah, it's, it's ready not, to sell some cars. Yeah, it's not uh, soft and uh, whatever. What do you think of this? What do you think of having a blast? Dire yeah. lyrics. It was, it was pretty pretty standard, you know? Yeah. Um. Again, I like the drum fills, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the songs, but I saw you getting in the little fills here and there. Yeah, and the drums are you know, really great. It, uh, I, that's one thing I like about like your little three-piece punk, uh, yeah. pop-punk bands, too. Like uh, Blink-182 is great about that, too. Yeah. But uh, Blink did a weird thing, though, where they just like were like, we're going to have the greatest drummer ever, too. Yeah. In I this, listen to some trans In this band where like, our bass player can bear, has to sit down to play some of these songs. Yeah. And then we're going to have the greatest drummer ever. It's really interesting. Um, you on board yet? Nah. Nah. They're hits. I think that literally every song on this album I mean, they're just Green Day songs, and I'm not the biggest Green Day fan. It's really weird, too, because everything here sounds like everything else that yeah. I like from there. I just have this whole, like... Ugh, Green Day I sucks. think you had to like scream this in your room because you were mad that you had to go fucking feed yeah. the hogs. You that's, know, <laughs> like I have. That's that. what's great is thinking about all the people relating to Green Day mm-hmm. because uh, they had to go to their sister's recital. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was pissed off. <laughs> it's like it's just like the rap metal in my joke. You yeah, know? I'm. I was mad as fucking. Fucking Billy Joe's singing about the shit I'm yeah. pissed about. Even though he's probably more mad about like real shit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the twelve year olds. I'm are, mad. That are eating up this album left and right are like, yeah. Yeah, I'm mad because my, I my, got my mini bike taken away because I ripped the cable box out of the wall. Yeah. He's trying to blow up a school or something, <laughs> you know? The same thing. Yeah. Uh, golly. Okay, so let's move on. Next song. Chump. Now, off the top of my head, I it's don't- Chump? Chump. I can't believe we're three tracks into this. We don't have a single yet. No, I know, right? Well, and I literally don't think they wrote this thinking they were going to write an album. Oh, hell no. I bet they would have retracked this fucker. So uh, this is going to be Chump. Now, this is the one that off the top of my head, I don't... (laughs) Chumpawumba? That's it. Yeah, look up Chumpawumba. Off the top of my head, I don't remember Chump. Like, I couldn't tell you the lyrics, but I bet when it plays, I'll know it. So here we go. Here is Chump. (laughs) 
so there we go. So that is uh, Chump. And when you listen to the end of Chump, it's bleeding under our next one. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think of Chump? Yeah. A little yeah. too much filler in that one? <laughs> the two minute and 40 second song and 40 seconds of it or a minute and a half of it is uh, just a, what do they call it, a bass solo? I think that works, though, in the context of the album. Yeah. Especially leading into the next track. Sure. That uh, you could totally hear there, too. A third? Plus, this, this is a quick little ripper of a song. Yeah. You know? I, I like the lyrics a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and it's also, I love how uh, the word plastic get thrown around so much. Yeah. And these, it's funny how many of these bands that are on MTV mm-hmm. are simultaneously, like, talking about Shit how. About it. It's bad that all of these. No, I didn't think about that too. Like, do you think they? Pantera's got some lyrics. Like, they're like, "You buy it at a store from MTV to on the floor. You look just like a star. Yeah. It's proof you don't know who you are." You know. I think and about that too. Like, is that? Do you think when they wrote that song, they didn't think they were gonna ever get on MTV, and now they're like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's also. I think it's more deconstructive of people that get too in their head mm-hmm. about uh, like stars or people like that. People that they don't even know. Yeah. That don't even the the well, like para, parasocial time, relationships. One time my friend Eminem went to the VMAs and they sent him next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a three eleven line on the uh, uh that first mm-hmm. the big three eleven album with like down and all mixed up and all those songs on it. And it's like they make a joke about like uh that shitty channel, whatever that wha- whatever channel that that whack show real world is on. And it's like, well, yeah, you guys are on MTV all the fucking time too. So you could make that line whatever channel that whack music video for 311 is on you know right. it, but i bet when they wrote that line they had no they never thought they were going to be on you know no it's like when you make it's like think of all the comedians we know that made jokes about jimmy fallon and then oh they're on half jimmy of fallon. this album is probably inspired by them being pissed about the people that are on mtv yeah them being pissed about the people that are on mtv and being pissed about they're like oh, we yeah. should have fucking done that millie vanilli album totally and there is a fuck you thing about green day that i yeah. like is I think the fact that they got big, I don't think they were trying to get big. I think they rate some, they had a thing. But this next song, it, which is, I think, their yeah. first single. Let me double check this. Yeah, this is their first single, really, for the album, which also insane to make this your first single. Um, on an album full of like poppier yeah. things that are more accessible. You make this the first one, which kind of makes you, I feel like it was setting them up for failure. It just happened to work. It is just so crazy, though. Like, this album, yeah. like people always talk about, uh, never mind, like yeah. changing everything. Yeah. But if you look at the albums that were at the top of the charts and everything mm-hmm. after Nevermind, yeah, it's still a lot of bullshit for a while. Yeah, totally. Like you know, uh, Night Ranger, or maybe not Night Ranger, but like Poison and stuff. Def Leppard knocked Def Leppard. Yeah, Def Leppard album. Was Hysteria was the one that knocked Nirvana off. Yeah. You know, and then, like, all the top shit is, like, uh, Celine Dion yeah. or, like, yeah. Wilson Phillips and even Millie. Like, there's still... Two great like, Jim When Steinman we did the singers. 1994 mm-hmm. uh, oh, podcast, podcast. Yeah, you guys... like, mo- like, this album came out in 94, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you look at, like, a lot of the top-selling albums and the top singles... It's shit you thought it, came out yeah, in 89. Where, after this, you get a lot more... You're, you're no doubt mm-hmm. this 
Uh, and then like then also like sublime hip hop starts getting a lot bigger uh, place at the table mm-hmm. after like the chronic and everything. Yeah. So like you love the chronic, don't you? You fucking oh, weed at Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So you can see why like he can be a lot more upset and angsty about like the state of a lot of, of stuff. music. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was absolute bullshit sure. right then. The um, there is you w- referencing Nirvana and like especially Nevermind and stuff like that in Bleach. He the the course of this the last line is or maybe I'm just dumb. It almost feels like a callback to Nirvana's. Uh, I think I'm dumb or am I just stupid? It's like mm. that same. It's that same. It's different styles of music, but it's that same. Well, similar you know. styles, but it's it's that same refrain of fuck. I don't know. At the end of the day, Nirvana is a fucking punk band. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I love I love that. That's the thing I like, and that's the thing that I think has become an ethos to me in my life yeah. to this day. Of yeah, but maybe I'm just fucking stupid. The, yeah. I never I never thought I was smart. Well, you, know? you dare to be stupid. I dare to be stupid, just like that first track. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so let's jump into now first single off this album, mm-hmm. uh, which again, really surprising to me to learn that that was the first single. Um, and this is track four, Longview, which uh, has that awesome opening that was coming off the outro of Trump. So here we go. All right, so Longview. Yeah. You knew that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it was hilarious because it was about masturbating. Jacking off. Rubbing yeah. your cock. Uh-huh. And uh, it was one of those yeah. that even though it's clearly about masturbating, mm-hmm. kids at, on the schoolyard had to be like, yeah, when he's like, bite your lips and close yeah. your eyes. Also, I loved the uh, cartoons. Oh, yeah. Because he's sitting around the house watching the two. He's like, nothing's on. Brother, you got some fucking merry melodies. That's what are you right. talking about? He, uh, uh, so I, I, th- this is one of the songs, first single, big hit. This mm-hmm. is what bro- broke them. This is what made Green Day. Yeah. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have uh, American Idiot live on Broadway. I can see that song. bass player in his uh, mm-hmm. ugly striped tank top right, right now. And the classic, uh, you know, just the way that uh, Billy Joe looks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's he's like, fucking weird looking how dude. he sings into the yeah. mic. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking, you get it. he's got a lot of jowls for a young man. Yeah. Um, the uh, I was I this has a wiki I pulled it up. Uh, the concept says that Billy Joe said, "I was in a creative rut. I was in between houses, sleeping on people's couches. It's a song about trying not to feel pathetic and lonely. I didn't think that masturbation was really seen from the point of view that I was looking at it. And songs like Turning Japanese, it was always it always seemed more about someone just pulling a putt or something. Yeah, I was coming from a lonely guy's perspective. No girlfriend, no life, complete loser." And I was like, yeah, I guys get that. I mean, yeah. And I love the in the lyrics, and it's like, uh, when masturbation's lost its fun, you're fucking done or whatever. You're fucking, fucking lazy. You're fucking lazy. And it's like, <laughs> thinking about that as a 13, 10-year-old boy or whatever, 11-year-old boy being like, what? What? The idea of losing its fun? I'm a 39-year-old man. Yeah. But, I, I feel like, what? Yeah. Oh, see, so guys, I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I get it. Let's get it over with and let's go. You know, I got a shower to finish up. Oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? The the, the uh, therapeutic. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Clinical yeah. clinical masturbation. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, where you're just like, I got to put pants on for the entire day. Get yeah. this guy out of the way. Uh, also, welcome to the flea market. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I, I really love this song, though. And I, 
I guess it's I guess maybe I knew this somewhere in my head, but I didn't realize that this was the first single, which shocks the shit out yeah. of me. But um, I think it's a fun song. I think it's oh, fun. It's a sad song. Also, every song I think it's me. lost. It's fun. Apparently, every song on this album is a depressing. They really show are a tune that I yeah. just didn't realize it. Well, it's again, it, it's this album is the sequel. Yeah. To fucking pump up the volume, where yeah, it's you're just right. like. What what the fuck are we supposed to do? This you album know? is fucking one of the kids. This is like uh, Seth Green started a band. Yeah. For Seth Green it's from Pump Up the Volume started a band and it's Green Day. Gen X slackerdom yeah. to the max. Yeah. And where he's just like, you can tell this is like pre-disillusioned pre-internet life. Yeah. Like he's probably really into fucking... Gundam. Yeah. And he's got nobody to fucking talk he's to about. He's watching on VHS tapes Yeah, he fucking had to buy offline. And or not he, even offline, off of catalogs or something. Yeah, and then he jerks off in between. Yeah. And he just doesn't have anybody to talk to about how much he likes building Gundam models. And his mom's like, get a Gundam job. And he's like, you don't like yours, mom. Uh, I like this from the wiki. Lyrically, the song is about a day spent sitting around the house doing absolutely nothing of importance, masturbating, and smoking marijuana until the days are no longer fun. That kind of describes the pandemic, doesn't it? Like, doesn't that feel like the, the last fucking yeah. year of our life? Yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, I really liked the naked girls on Reddit way more in April than yeah, uh, yeah. this Now you're this like, May. Yeah, you're like, seen it, got it, got it, yeah. want it, seen it. It's like, how many times you gotta stick your tongue out and cross your eyes? Yeah. Uh, Mike Durant, very specific. Welcome to the flea market, everybody. I hope you're all having a good day here at the flea market. Um, <laughs> Mike Durant, the bassist, said that he he wrote the bass line, that awesome... Dong, dong, oh, yeah. Doo. He said he wrote that on a high on LSD. Now I'm thinking, if these guys are just doing drugs all the time when they're yeah. writing their songs, that's why they sound like the kinks. That's one of the best things about <laughs> these uh, smaller punk bands, yeah. too, is the bass lines are always like more important yeah because nobody you know? knows to play guitar so they can't yeah. like they're not shredding exactly so they like same thing with the offspring mm-hmm. so many like great songs start with just the bass line yeah and then the guitar comes in and does the same damn thing i know this might not make sense to me but when i was 11 12 years old listening to this shit like crazy and i was listening to the offspring offspring like crazy ixnay on the ombre i love that album but if you were to been like green day and the offspring are doing the same thing i'd be like no they're totally different yeah just the way that i would say like in my head, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Green Day, and The Offspring are four different styles of music. Now I can look at that and see that it's very similar. Yeah. Um, and when I'm hearing it today, I'm hearing it through like you earlier. You mentioned Smash came out the same year. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this this is that. I had such a I don't know why, as a kid, I put it so differently. It must just be like disorder. One thing this song did for me when I was in bands in my late uh, or my mid teens, late teens. This song especially taught me how to really play with loft, uh, soft and loud, like pedals, mm-hmm. dropping dropping all guitars and going to just bass and just drums yeah. and stuff. Things that I think that's probably, this is probably the first song where I heard that in a way where I was like, oh, okay. You'd yeah. be like... Plus, it's always a great way to come back in when you just got a big pick scrape and then the riff. Yep, yep. And simple chords too. All these songs are real easy Play. One thing, also, fun thing, last thing I'll say about Longview, which I thought was interesting, I never knew this. I always just thought Longview, it had something to do with, like, this is a, a long view on life. No, they first performed this in Longview, Washington. So they named the song, oh, this is Longview, the song we did in Longview. Oh, fun. Time. Yeah, which I, I was like, that's fun. I'd rather have a story like that than just call it Untitled or whatever. Yeah, or Bite My Lips and Close My Eyes. Yeah, yeah, uh, parentheses, th- that, the jerk-off song. Yeah, 
dot mp3 kazaa yeah um that'd be fun we should rename oh that's that's the new podcast what uh we listen to albums and then we rename all the songs <laughs> for kazaa i really think that's a funny idea for a show you know what's well, that what's let's that let's try it on the what's next that josie song the outcast song oh yeah and you fucking call it's not an outcast song that's the outfield the outfield it's called your love your love fuck that that song is called josie <laughs> josie's on a vacation yeah josie's on a varca- vacation parentheses guess what it ain't close <laughs> uh all right yeah that's a fun idea yeah that's a new segment we that's now our new segment in between trending topics in the top of the show we love our segments. We love a segment, uh, just like worms, just like earthworms. Garth worms. Earthworms. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> I was pissed off. What's the next track on Dookie? Next track on Dookie. Now this is a hit. Track f- track five. Welcome to paradise. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to paradise. Welcome to paradise. That's a classic. Good one. Yeah. Awesome no video though. No video. It was also the yeah. f- that was on their last album. That was on Kerplunk. That's the only carryover song from their. They oh. re-recorded it. Uh huh. But that was their only carryover. So that's song. why you never really heard about Kerplunk and stuff. Maybe I just saw that on. Wikipedia. Well, I just never heard that because it was. Definitely. Uh, I'm assuming this is like their major label. Yeah. This, debut. this was their major label debut. Dookie yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, really. I think it's fun. And uh, he said uh, what? This is their third single off this album. A nice little arc. Oh, yeah. A nice little growth. Totally. In the al- in the song where like uh, first he's calling his mom, t- texting her mm-hmm. a couple weeks later. Probably not texting her. It's 1992 when he wrote yeah. this probably. You know. And then six months later, he's like, uh, "Looks like he's settled in." It's yeah, good to hear. It's uh, it was all about them just when you have to move out after you graduate. Yeah, um, because that's how it was for Gen X. Yeah, as soon as, they, as soon as you turned eighteen, you were out the door. That's how I was. That's how everybody was. I was a millennial. That's what yeah. my fuck. I moved out six months before. I was told to. Uh, Billy Joe said it's about West. This song's about West Oakland, living in a warehouse with a lot of people, a bunch of artists and musicians, punks and whatever, just lived all up and down, bums and junkies and thugs and gang members and stuff that uh, just, they just lived in that area. It's no place you want to walk around at night, but it's a neat warehouse where you can play basketball and stuff. Now, I think uh, like two years ago, one of those, they were still doing shit like that in, in yeah. Oakland. And I think there was a huge fire and a bunch of people died. It was really sad. Oh uh, yeah. They, so it, and they do that shit in Brooklyn did. too. So that. always that be safe. Make sure there's windows and make sure, you know, really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, like a cool punk house. Yeah. That was very illegal. Yeah. Just always take, I mean, live, live the artist's life if you want, but also make sure you're being safe. Um, that's to our younger listeners or anybody at the flea market who's under the age of 18 <laughs> and thinking of pursuing an artist's career. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you guys don't get that joke, a uh, friend of the show, Brian Arginello, likes to play the podcast at it while he's at the flea market selling his wares. Mm-hmm. So if you've heard us mention that a few times and you're like, what the fuck? What flea market? Did they sign with a flea market? <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while we yeah. have to be like, uh, oh, also, uh, we have a Ford Festiva in the parking lot with the lights on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to Paradise. You like this song? 
Uh, yeah, 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 you know, even though it uh, doesn't uh, make you think of uh, slummy areas, yeah. because that hook just sounds out sounds so out front, where yeah. it's like, welcome to paradise. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put this on my boating playlist. Sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. They love, that's what they love, puns and sarcasm. They're like you. Yeah. Um, I've always said that you're the green day of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really, this was one of those songs that I thought, uh, I don't know why. I never gave this song as much credit as other people. And It, it didn't get a video. Well, that could be it. But it discredits it, it right off the bat. Well, but the only thing is, is there's five singles off this album, and this is the one that if I had to rank them, I'd put last. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a great song. Now, listening back to it, I'm like, it's there. Everything's there. It's got a good hit. It's got a good thing. Also, you just got to think of this or this track order of just, they're recording an album. You don't know nothing. You got Longview, Welcome to Paradise, Back to Back. Motherfucker, that's crazy. Yeah. Those are two hits. It's like the fucking uh, B-side of Abbey Road. Yeah, I'll kill her no filler, you know? Actually, there is some, I think they do some filler. They're, that's all I just looked thing. at the track list. There's I, a lot of filler coming I, out. There's nothing I love about this band. We're going to have to pick up the speed. This is going to be like Star Trek. There's another thing I like about this band, and that's the uh, from being a kid that wanted to play in bands. Mm-hmm. They when you can't shred, yeah, just fucking do the chorus again, but like maybe have the bass player do something silly to yeah. over it, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, let's jump in. I don't want to make you feel. I don't want to make this podcast feel like you're pulling teeth. So maybe we'll play pulling teeth. Track six All on right. Green Day's Dookie from 1994. <laughs> And that is Lady in the Window by, <laughs> wait, what was that movie? <laughs> Woman in the Window. Woman in the Window, the song. The more like Fuckboy, the anthem. That's right. I, I think it feels like it's uh, like, what's that movie with Kathy Bates and- Misery? Misery. It's like that. Or like Misery mixed with uh, uh, that Hitchcock movie. So, uh, Sounds more like to me window. that he's just a fuckboy. Yeah, he's probably simping. I bet, oh, I bet the lady he's talking about is Brie Larson. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I think he's trapped in there. Mm. Uh, also, I learned from reading the lyrics on this song. First off, this song's fine. It's probably one of my least favorites on the album, 100%. It doesn't fit. I thought it was Pulling Deeth by Metallica. Wouldn't that be the fucked up? sick-ass Cliff Burton bass solo. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. This was a song I always thought felt weird, and I, as a kid, I always thought it felt like the monkeys. It feels like it's corny when the way it starts. The I love the opening, actually. Mm. The, the, the little intro, I think, is sick. The music intro, but the music was just like boom. I'm a, it felt like the fucking uh, uh, that thing you do or something. It felt so oh, yeah. like great song. Pi- poppy. That's a great song. Oh, needers. On this thing, I don't know. On Dookie, on Green Day, after I've heard him talk about rubbing his cock, yeah. I don't need to hear like a harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned right now that the chorus is she's is she ultraviolet? Is she disturbed? I always thought it was is she ultraviolet? Oh yeah, but it's like ultra- after she eats the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of like a weird sci-fi thing, uh-huh. and I I didn't know it was just is she ultra violent, you know? Um, yeah, obviously nobody likes this song because it doesn't even have an aside on the genius lyrics yeah. page of this album. It's got the least amount of plays except for the hidden track. Um, well, to be fair, when you listen to it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like pulling teeth. It is a lot like pulling teeth. Um, and if you are having a hard time with this album, you're like, ooh, they got so many tracks left. Don't worry. That is now officially 
the last or we we no longer have any songs over three minutes long so this will breeze through um it's it's such a funny thing when you think of in the lore of music when you're tracking an album and you don't know you don't know you know you're writing these songs and yeah, you yeah. don't know what's going to be a hit they got welcome to paradise pulling teeth and then they got track seven next song basket case it all keeps setting up I think I'm cracking up And I'm just paranoid I'm just stop It's like a Christmas song How so? It's because you just I never need to hear that song again. Yo, It's, it's like Rudolph like, the Red-Nosed Reindeer total, That's funny You know, it's just like it. You know how many times I've heard that? Yeah Fucking It's funny because there's so many other songs That are that exact way for me Yeah but because I have that sliver of nostalgic connection to this uh-huh. song, I love it. I like I, if I had to make a list of my top fifty favorite songs of all time, this would one hundred percent be on it. Oh, if I'm gonna make you know? a playlist of nineties, this yeah. is going on there. But but I I get what you're saying, and that's just I don't have. No, that. I'm just saying it's like Beatles. I'm just talking about. Got it. It's uh, how big that song is. Foo Fighters, it's just like uh, Foo Fighters, transcendent uh, of music. It's just a part of like. Everything that now. one Foo Fighters song that's like I got another confession. That song, yeah. that's how that is with me. Yeah, doesn't matter what that song is. I hear that song and I think of I'm in a fucking car and it's 2002 or whatever mm-hmm. or 2006 or whatever. But like, but with this song, I still I when I listen to this song, I still hear myself as a little baby boy on the school bus with a walk. I think the song's redundant. Is it a, a basket and a case? Come on. Do you know? Remember uh, Andy Andy Samberg has a great joke about that. About how he's like just trying to figure out what things are, and basket case is a uh, like the term basket case is from World War One because people would get blown up so much their bodies would be all fucked up oh, so yeah. they carry them around in a basket. Uh-huh. And he's just like Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to write some fun <laughs> jokes, you know. I love Andy. Uh, yeah, Andy's fucking hilarious. Andy. Stanford, By the way, everybody. Patreon supporters, we get that. Hey, we all get what is it? Uh, five thousand. If we get to five thousand. We donate. will donate fifteen dollars to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that song to me just I I, I still I understand you one hundred percent, but I still that song still lives up in my head or holds up in my head. Also, uh, my typical refrain mm-hmm. while being a uh, metal kid that uh, when Green Day was played on the hard rock radios mm-hmm. would be like, "No, I don't have time to listen to you whine." <laughs> and then I turn the station. That's the other thing. Like it was always annoying how. Uh, like Green Day and The Offspring would always get played on like popular rock radio, but like you'd never hear like Rancid. Yeah, that was weird. Rancid. And no effects and and like Pennywise and that type of stuff. That I think were Rancid all selling well. At I the think time. Rancid broke through enough because then they have Ruby Soho, isn't that them? Yeah, more like maybe like your alternative rock stations yeah, would play See, that. I don't know the difference, but not really. like your like hard rock. Yeah, I bet it was like a record label deal. I bet yeah. it was like deals that record labels had with radio stations back in the day and stuff. Um, because I listened, I growing up, we had 89.7 The River, which was a college station that didn't have to do anything. So we would hear all of this. But then also we'd hear like, like I've talked about this before, like Swizzle Tree, yeah. who I thought was like a huge band because they were being played on the radio. Well, and I yeah. thought it was just some band from St. Louis that the program director knew. Also, you still had all the shitty old punk dudes that... Uh, Apparently thought if you made a living off of your music, that yeah. means you fucking suck. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a huge part of this is them just getting so sell So maybe a lot stuff. of those uh, epitaph bands, yeah. like, uh, didn't. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, best case, it's a hit. I still think it's. I still think it holds up. Uh, there's it's their number one song on Spotify. There's this thing that I think is interesting when they say when he says, uh, "I went to a whore." He said, "My life's a bore," and to quit my whining because it's bringing her down. Yeah. Apparently, he said since then that he's bisexual, and then that was kind of like just a hint at that. But also, like, there's like a, some uh, what I saw online is there's some talk about how like, but also on like the 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 what do you call it the uh, demos. It was always. I went to a whore. She said my life's a bore. There was no gender fluidity there. And so it's kind of like, is that real or not? Either way, it's kind of cool to hit at that. I remember when I was a kid, it made me think. You yeah. Know? I was like, oh, maybe he's into guys and girls or something, you know? Um, let's see. And it wasn't negative about it, uh, which makes sense coming from. Yeah, which is crazy because the same year Ace Ventura came out. Yeah, and that thing was real on the nose about its uh, politi- politics on gender uh okay next up this is par- probably i mean i could be wrong but i would say maybe my favorite song on this album or the one that holds up the one that i can listen to and i don't have yeah. any of that clog i can just enjoy it exactly this is she track eight <laughs> We're back. There it is. <laughs> she. Uh, what do you think of that one? Uh, I like that one a bit more because uh, it's one of those ones that you always forget about. Mm-hmm. It was At the least. last single from this album. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even like. Yeah. Yeah, again, you it always forget have about Christmas it. It didn't get played thing. nearly as much. I like that thing you said, that, that it's like a Christmas song. I like that. I've never heard that described like that. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And I feel and this escaped that. It's like a lot of Beatles songs are that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, they, where they've just like outgrown. There's a lot of things with jokes that are like that. A lot yeah. of Hedberg jokes are like that, or like those Gallagher jokes, mm-hmm. where you're like, "Oh yeah, somebody at some point wrote that." You just, it's just part of the. Why do we park in a driveway and drive into parkways? There's yeah. things like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a run. Um, I think this one's a really good song. Uh, I I like. I don't know. It's something with the production and everything. I really. It's uh. It's all about that uh solo bass intro. Yeah, that's really you know? good. I had a really also yeah, fun fact. I read this while we were listening to the song. The song was inspired by uh, the scene in uh, Pump Up the Volume, where the girl microwaves all of the forks and everything. That's right. He's watching that. And yeah. He's just like, wow. She screams in silence. Holy shit! Get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, the a uh, uh, oh, funny thing that I, another a funny thing that this song always makes me think of is when I was living in New York. Uh, probably like 2015. I mean, yeah. I'm still living here, but like in 2015 or so, I I had a temp job that I would always do at the school. I would work, I would, I was like the receptionist of a school and I'd fill in for like a day and it was a uh, uh, alternative high school where it was like a school for like troubled kids or basically they were normal kids, but you know yeah. what I mean? Kids who got kicked out of other schools. And one day I had this crazy thing where I'm sitting at the desk and it's like in, during class. So like, you know, in between classes, you'd see people everywhere. But I'm sitting at the front desk right by the front door and it's quiet because everybody's in class. And all of a sudden I hear just some dude deep voice singing this. And it's like, are you locked up in a world that's been planned out for you? And I'm like, what is happening? And it keeps getting louder and louder. And it's a dude coming down the stairs and he gets down at the bottom of the stairs. Huh? He. He. Yeah, it's he. And he gets to the bottom of the stairs and he's probably like 300 pound 
Screams and Six foot two dude with big can ear, like oh. can headphones on, listening to that song. Just, but not, he wasn't scream singing and he wasn't like belting it out. He was just softly singing She by Green Day. Yeah. And then he, and, and so I heard it from softness get loud, loud, loud down the stairs. Then he walks across singing at full regular volume. And then he walks away and I hear it get softer and softer as he walks down the hall. And it was, and I was like, first off, I was like, kids are still listening to this shit. This high school kid who's like 16 is still connecting with this song. Yeah. It was just such a fun experience of just hearing it go like that. And yeah, so what a, what a fun song. Um, Let's see. Speaking of fun songs, next up, uh, we got uh, Sassafras Roots, track nine by Green Day. Wasting your time. Now, what do you think of this one? Fun, huh? Oh, yeah. It didn't feel like it was wasting my time at all. And if we are quick. Yeah. Got to the point. And if we're going to do our new segment where we rename these songs, the song's called Wasting Your Time. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Sassafras Roots. Uh, yeah, you know that, I thought it was going to be a song about root beer. Yeah. You I, know? I was literally... Sarsaparilla. And also, I don't remember... Like, I know that song. I could sing that song blind now. Like, you know, if you play that, I know it. But I didn't realize that that... I don't remember the Once titles. Once again, man, this is just... She. You did a great job yeah. when you named the track She. Yeah, first you know? song, first lyric yeah. in the song. But one, it's just, I'm going to say it again. Okay. Pump up the fucking volume. <laughs> Apparently right? this song, She, from what I was reading on uh-huh. the internet, this song, She, and Chump were all written about the same uh, girlfriend he had. The yeah. same relationship that kind of woke him up to a lot of things and like made him... His first like adult grown up relationship and stuff uh-huh. like that, um, and she left him and moved to Ecuador, and he got sad, and he wrote all these songs about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, good. She fucking made you billions. Yeah, totally. Uh, you send her a check every Christmas. That's what you got to do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I. This is a man. Fun if one. she left for Ecuador, must have been a hot girlfriend. Uh, man, it's a hot one. Equator. Yeah. You know. Um, I think the chorus of this just the 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 breakdown of the. May I waste your time to like I I like how yeah. that plays out. Um, I also love a short course three three lines. That's great. It's just so funny how much thematically a lot of these songs uh, are like what we talked about a lot with the fucking uh, pump up the volume mm-hmm. when we watched that, where it's just like disillusionment. Yeah. And people that aren't finding their others. Yeah. You know? They didn't other than that cool song that was about like flop houses yeah, 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 and stuff because you are finding your others yeah. there. But well, that's uh, why cities like San Francisco were I yeah. mean you could do that if you moved That's why to San that's why kids moved. Yeah. Just like uh nowadays you don't have to move to New York to do comedy. Yeah. You can find all those people online. How many people I know from my hometown that might have been some and I'm not saying that what yeah. they did do isn't amazing. But they didn't go do something because they just didn't know. Yeah. And it's also like no wonder this type of music and uh, was such a hit with kids out in the suburbs yeah. that just needed something to push back against. Yeah. You know? they Like when, yeah, I'm out there in the fields. Me yeah. and the fucking, I hate these goddamn hogs. They hate me. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to go find a girl that I can waste some time with, you know? Yeah. It's, it, uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. The just... Gen X disillusioned slackerdom. 
Yeah, which fucking people hate today, probably. Well, or, yeah, because we have options. It's also when you look is, at it from today's lens, you can fucking yeah do stuff. Well, about and it. you and I are very uh, 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 we're evolving. Geriatric millennials, which uh, is I just saw that the, word. Did that's offensive. Yeah. You, they could have called. It I like ex millennials. Thank oh, you. That's fun. Uh, the we're we we evolve. You know, and that, and we're aware of evolving. Yeah. And I think the problem with the Gen Xers that fucking suck, the ones that get the worst rap, it's happening right now with the older millennials or the It's the ones who are like, oh no no, we're this and we were right, or and we were the best at it. You know. Yeah. It's like the Gen Xers who who were mad at people because they got the internet and got to like have these communities and learn and stuff like that. It's like, well no, you should be happy that that happened. You know. Yeah. Uh, digging your heels in on culture is nothing to be insane. proud about. It's insane to think that you had it best. It's insane to think that the best hasn't isn't yet to come. You yeah. Know? Um, it's it's the weird. best is yet to come. Welcome to the flea market, the everybody. The flea market what today in Michigan. Yeah. Speaking um, of Dookie. What, next up. What, what, what do we got next? I mean, next up. All timer. I bet this is gonna be this is pretty much playing white. Oh, I Christ- hope it's about come. Pretty much playing white Christmas for you, but uh, this is my. Uh, Second, maybe favorite song on the album, and definitely my uh, the second single that came out. This is "When I Come Around." Who the hell's Parson Brown? When I come around now, have you come around on this album? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, this and she yeah. are always the ones that are like, oh, yeah, all right. This fucker, you know? one of my, uh, if, I, if I'm going to make a list of my top 50 songs, uh, Basket Cases on it, if I'm making a list of my top 30 favorite songs of all time, this made it. Yeah. Um, We would play this when I was in my band Summer Too Late. This was one of our covers. Yeah. And this... I can't stress to you enough. If you're listening, get the floor going. If you're in, if you're listening to this at the flea market today, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, or if you're like maybe the Cosies, I think they have a kid or something. Yeah. And you're hearing this. If you decide to start a band, and you be- you're you're shitty, you suck. You know. Add a song that everybody knows and likes to your repertoire. That's also not hard to play. We would close with this. Or that's what's great about Green Day. It would the whole place would love it, and then everybody was happy. Yeah, like um, they would be sitting there. Hating your set. Yeah, totally. And then you'd play this song. And they'd be like, oh, cool. I'm going to come around. And it would be like a, um, it was also, it's very easy to play. And we could do easy things. We could make it like add distortion to the choruses and make yeah. it a little louder and fun. It um, is It is funny listening to all these songs too. Because like, God, you know, people talk shit about participation trophies. Yeah. But if you'd have given some of these mopey ass gen xers a participation trophy some fucking trophies growing up we wouldn't have songs like these yeah. or like nirvana and uh songs like those you know yeah, yeah. we they'd have been the imagine dragons totally it'd been shit yeah uh there's a uh this song fun fun little uh, uh music fact for all my guitarists out there this is like marin you know i'm gonna start <laughs> shredding now yeah um same chord. What's up with all those goddamn podcasters playing too much music now? So weird. Fucking, I like don't want to. I want to hear whole episode yeah. literally about an album. No, I'm talking about like Bill Burr. Oh, like yeah. do I, I don't want to hear about your drumming, bro. Buddy, I almost pitched today. We write a song. Oh, I think that would have been a fun episode. I get that guitar down. I tune that fucker up. Uh-huh. We write a song, and then at the end we record it. We wrote. 
our theme song. We did write our theme song. We and didn't now it's a awesome make the thing. best version of it. Fucking Heels did a cover. Heels fucking one of the best covers. One of the best. Of all it's like Charles Bradley. Fucking uh, Joe Cocker's What Would You yeah. Do? Uh, um, what Would You Do If You Sang Out of Tune? <laughs> uh, and then Heels. And of course, Heels doing the Nostalgia Front theme song. Um, also, they're singing in that is great, but it sounds like I'm singing on that. Yeah. Every once in a while, I listen to that. I'm like, it sounds like I'm singing too, but I'm not. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, when I come around, is great. A little fun fact, though, for the music heads out there. Same chord progression as Glycerine by Bush. Oh, Just yeah. moved up Fast, a little, yeah. moved up two frets and a little quicker. So that's interesting. Think Glycerine about that. Glycerine was one of the first guitar riffs I ever saw played live. Oh, yeah. Where I went over to a buddy's house to hang out. You yep. know, we rode his dirt bike, tried to. Yeah. And then uh, he played some Glycerine. Uh, to this day, when I pick up a guitar, this is one of the first songs I play. I was amazed. It's really fun. I love the lyrics, too. I know I'm I'm a big, big lyrics head, but I really love the lyrics of this where it's... um. Uh, you may find out yeah. that your self doubt means nothing was ever there, but you can't go forcing something if it's just not right. And I think that's all. I think that's like there are days as well, a thirty six year old. I tell hear Trump that. that. No, thank you so much. He's our president still because <laughs> we believe in Q. <laughs> um, and then just also no time to search the world around because you know where I'll be found when I come around. I love it. Yeah, so it's a Plus, good song. Who has time to search the world around? That little, that little, no up, one. That little solo towards the end though. We know. It's really good. Um, all right, well, we're gonna knock out. We got a couple left, and uh, all the hits are gone, and so we're just wrapping it up now. Uh, coming up next with uh, only 17 million plays uh, on uh, Spotify. Coming clean, track 11. Well, there you go. Fun little song. Now, I never listened to that song. Yeah. I mean, I did. I know that song. I knew all the lyrics. I listened to it a million times. Never paid attention to what it's about. It's about coming out. So, we just talked about how, how Billy Joe's by. Yeah. I assume that was something he retroactively said in, like, 2016. Well, Hop, Skip, and a Jump from the Rap Genius goes to an actual Advocate article. The actual, like, Google article from the Advocate oh. magazine from January of 95. Where he says that this song is literally about coming out, and his pull quote from it is, everybody fantasizes about the same sex, says Armstrong, but it's ingrained in our heads that it's bad. When it's not bad at all, it's a very beautiful thing. So this motherfucker was an ally from the get-go. Yeah. It's silly for me to think he wasn't. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the whole song, that's what it's about. It's about coming out. Mom and dad will never understand what it it takes to be a man, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like that scene in uh, Pop Up the Volume. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm gay and all, but like, uh, yeah, that's fun. Wow. Uh, now here we go. We're just dropping these numbers here. This one. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, we're almost done. We got three tracks left, and then a hidden track that don't count. So this next one is Eminius Sleepus. It sounds like they're trying to do some Latin. So, Eminius Sleepus, buddy. Yeah. Good I like that one. I like the 
theme behind it. You can tell how much of this album too uh, is Baby's first punk album. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And this song, uh, by the way, the last four songs are all under two minutes, so they're all like just bops. Yeah. Uh, for punk songs, and the one thing that to this day I, I I've always thought this one was written by Mike Durnt as opposed to a lot most of the songs are written by Billy Joe, mm-hmm. but this one's written by the drummer Mike, uh, or I believe maybe he's the bass player. I don't fucking know. He's the bass player. We only know the lead singer. But what's funny is the part, the chorus, it literally, I always think, it was long ago that I was just like you. Can I waste your time to... It's got like the oh, same yeah. rhythm. It's like they're cribbing themselves, but they both wrote different songs. They both wrote them. So it's like, oh, it's just because they're friends in a band and they have shared life experiences and stuff. But I remember as a kid, I, was, I always remembered like, what if these two songs were back to back on the album? Um, yeah, I just always like to the uh, whole idea of like getting away from the you know cookie cutter bullshit. Yeah, which was a lot harder. To, it's funny now that the the rebellion is almost like the cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, yeah, to a yeah. degree today. Kinda, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and then also hip hop. Once hip hop became like, like you could rebel by listening to Wu-Tang and shit like yep. that and stuff. And yeah. so it was kind of like the punk stuff was like, like at, by at one point the punk or whatever you want to call it, the, the, like the edgy stuff, unless you were going to like real hardcore, like DC hardcore scene stuff. Yeah. Was cookie was nothing compared to what a mainstream Wu-Tang album was talking about. And stuff, oh, hundred so, percent. Public enemy and shit. Um, it reminds me of like when you remember when we used to do shows with like Don Zilla and he's like, I'm edgy, look out. And it's like, well, I'm up there talking about fucking a girl in the butt. And yeah. like, it's, Everybody's laughing and we're having a good time. So I didn't, I didn't need to prep that I'm edgy as hell, you know. Donzilla, um, oh, piece of shit. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, next up, we're getting close to the end because some most of these are just hidden tracks after this. So this is in the end. You say we're getting close to the trend. Wake me up. By the way, that was an accident, listeners. We didn't realize. Um, I don't know if you can tell. We didn't do a lot of prep for this episode today. We figured, oh, we'll be in the same room. It'll be worth it. Uh, but we didn't know when we did the wake me up when September trends that we were going to be doing a green day episode. That's fun. That's just for you guys. All right, here we go. This is in the end track 13. When I come around part two. <laughs> okay, that is the uh we've that's definitely the full blown filler track. Totally. Yeah. And it doesn't even sound it sounds like a punk it sounds like they they needed which is funny because it's not like they had eight nine songs. Yeah. And they needed that tenth song to make the album seem full. We're thirteen, fourteen songs deep. Yeah, I'm fine though. This yeah. is this is fine. It, 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 I'd much rather have my filler track be this long yeah a minute a minute 40 seconds the amount of filler tracks metallica has on load and reload yeah right oh boy some of those fuckers the um this is the song too that i bet live it's fast and it's like i bet it would be fun what's what's the track time on this fucker that one's 146 yeah exactly i'm never gonna get annoyed with a song that's like that you could even see them doing i don't know if they've ever done this i've never seen green to live but when i come around normal and then as it as it ends, they're just tooling, and then all of a sudden, 
and then they go into in the end and it becomes like a quick bah, 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 yeah. you know that would be uh, and it doesn't sound anything like the Linkin Park cover Not no the Linkin Park cover is so weird they have the rap and everything I guess it doesn't matter um, okay and then this is F.O.D the next now I want to double check this um, this was oh okay so this is the final song in the album so if, we, if it was 1994 and we were listening to it this is the last track F.O.D but then there is a hidden track Not as good as the uh, Stuck Mojo track of the same name. Fuck off and die. Yeah. It um, good drop though. It it is and the good good ending to the album too. Good good wrap up. The one thing that's weird is I thought like in my memory, it didn't. I felt like it was too much. It was like two minutes or it was like a minute and a half or something. I thought that drop was a little quicker. But that's that shit that like in our my band Summer Too Late we had songs like that where it's a Uh soft little acoustic-y song almost, and then all of a sudden there's just like a part. Yeah. Um. Uh, and you can kind of see like the threads of like, uh, like I feel like whenever I listen to this, it, it reminds me of like, oh, somewhere in his head, he's thinking uh, uh, another turning point, a foot <laughs> in the road. Like that's starting in yeah. this, you know? Um, and I do love those that lyric of, uh, you're just a fuck. I can't explain it because I think you suck. Yeah. I'm taking pride in telling you to fuck off and die. Yeah, that that that's the... Uh good thing that it's at the end of the album because this is the one that like you can't listen to too loud or your parents will get mad oh totally well okay so then what happens is that's the end of the album right Uh i remember back in the old days that you would have these hidden tracks oh yeah so it was like i remember oh first off fod we had a teacher mr frank in uh seventh grade who was like a young guy he his he'd played what's the story he played bass no his friend played bass in Silverchair when they toured the U.S. He was an mm-hmm. American guy who played bass in Silverchair. And he played bass. And he played bass... Uh, there was a... At a different school he taught at, there was a talent show, and they played this song, and he played bass with them. So he showed a video to us because we were already in our band, Rusty Hills had it probably about 20. Yeah. He's like, hey, check this out. And so it's him. It's like, And he was good-looking, too. Like this good-looking 26-year-old teacher playing bass and then like four 12 year olds trying to play the rest of the song <laughs> and they were playing that song which i thought was so funny because it's fuck off and die and stuff um okay but then so you skip ahead two minutes and then this motherfucker kicks in i was alone i was all by myself no one was looking I was thinking of you Oh yeah, did I mention I was all by myself There you go. Well, now I know where Josh got it. Who's Josh? A uh, friend from back in the day. Wait a minute. Oh, what? Was that somebody's original that you knew? Uh, No, no. Uh, I he just would do that randomly. Oh, that's so fucking great! He would just go. I was all by myself. Well, there you go. I love that. That's like mm-hmm. how my dad, my dad, three of my dad's jokes that he used to always tell. Uh-huh. I found out we're in a Todd Glass Carolines, yeah, Night at Carolines or whatever. Fucking Carl. That's so funny. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, definite. Yeah. Uh, kind of also reminds me of uh, 
uh, scavenger type. What's that? The last track off of No Effects Punk and Drublick. Oh, sure, yeah. Or it's just like this weird totally little, other like, thing. Stripped down acoustic thing that doesn't sound like anything else this on there. This is Trey Cool, so the other guy in the band, the drummer. This is he wrote the song and there's the part where he goes he he makes a sound and as a kid I always thought he was like crying and I thought it was like a joke. Uh-huh. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, oh he's laughing. Yeah. And so this is just them fucking around and then they got it on recording and mm. so they were like, oh put this on the album and hide it. And I think that's great. We my band Summer Too Late, we had a song called Lawrence. Maybe I've talked about this before. We had a song called Lawrence that was about all Kansas? Of, no, it was all about Lawrence uh of Olivia. Diedrich Bader's character in uh uh Office Base. Oh the yeah. The neighbor. Uh-huh. We wrote a song that was that. That was the joke. It wasn't jacking off, but the joke of it was this is a hidden track. It's not a real song, but it was and it was like a country song and and it was our hidden track on our first album. Um and it was just that. It was a totally different vibe than the rest of the album, but it was a fun little song. Um so there you go, Dookie. Now, what do you think? You, yeah, I know we're we're done. We're almost wrapping up, but uh where do you where do you come down on it? Did this make you like it more, less, or neither? Well, I mean, I guess more. Yeah. But I don't know. I just uh, I'm not a Green Day guy. Yeah. You know, kind of other feels- <laughs> other than just getting uh, nostalgia. Yeah. Bone scratched here and there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they'll make their way onto a Spotify playlist of mine here and there. Yeah. But uh, that I play random tracks off of, but yeah. I'll never like play dookie yeah you know i feel like there's it'd be fun i think about doing this with bands sometimes it's like make an album make a playlist that's just the songs that aren't the hits you know yeah and then you can kind of get into a band as a see them differently you know Uh uh-huh um i yeah certain like certain things like that will make you enjoy bands more um i like it it was fun listening to this in retrospect and like being like oh it's actually way sadder and depressing more of an album. It is a very sad which album. Which I probably knew, and that's probably why I was identifying with it so well. That's why we needed fucking Ska to come along. That's right. So we could have, like, <laughs> add some horns to this shit and have the songs be about French fries. Brother, I've been listening to Jeff Rosenstock's Ska, Ska Dream, his album last year. I mean, I haven't. Motherfucking, it's so good. It, like, I just can't stop listening to it. And I'm, I I didn't have a dog in the Ska horse or the Ska race or whatever. But I'm sure loving it. It's um, it's really yeah. fun. I love how many shitty genres from the '90s mm-hmm. have their champions now. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Nah, man, ska's cool." Yeah, ska's great. New metal's cool. New metal rules. Power oh, metal power still metal, not cool. It, yeah, nobody gives a shit about that. Uh, and I, I do. I think that's kind of as long as you let people like what they like. Yeah. I hope the jokes of Nickelback days is gone. We don't need that kind of stuff anymore. Even the way we shit on like Imagine Dragons, I'm not technically saying that if you listen to Imagine Dragons, you're a dummy or whatever. Yeah. It's just that's not for me, and I think that comes across. But somebody's got to sell Buicks. When there's a punch, when everything is a punchline, it's like oh boy. That's one thing that I love that the the Gen Zers are killing is they're hmm. killing this cringe uh, hate for the sake of hate. They brought in the fucking. They're the ones that uh, brought the word gatekeeper. Oh really? L- like. To the degree that it is, sure. where it's just like, it's like a common discourse now where it's like somebody does that bullshit and then immediately two people comment. It's like, get your fucking gatekeeper bullshit out of here, you know? Whale buddy? Yeah. I don't know if this was a good one, but it was definitely a good one in my heart. Whale buddy? What do you think I am over here? Fucking Shamu? Baby beluga? Willie? 
Baby beluga in the deep blue sea. Swims so wild, swims so free. Heaven above, sea below. Mm-hmm. He's a little white whale on the go. All in all, we're just another Pinocchio in the Norwal. Wow. I think no. there's maybe too many syllables to make that work, but yeah. I still like it. You know, whatever. I like what you went with. Now, buddy, this is our first episode in, this, in the room together. Now, we'll probably be able to do a couple of these, right? Yeah. Maybe before you, uh, you know, uh, head off to the world, um, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you. Find me at Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E? That's right. Uh, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. On all of that. Um, also, mm-hmm. make sure you get into, uh, you, you check out installedfront.com. That's right. Get into the AOL chat room That's on Facebook. That's right. We got like 67 members Yeah, we right need now. two more to be at least funny. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh, if you're on the Patreon, we're going to be reaching out we're, uh, to help us pick episodes so we don't end up doing something like this again. <laughs> uh, so if you have a suggestion and you're on the Patreon, mm. let us know. Send us a message or send us something like that. Um, because uh, that makes it fun. It's fun to kind of have some homework to do, you know, like with a Christian Slater month and stuff like yeah. that. I think maybe we should do some Mission Impossible movies. We talked about that earlier in the show. That sounds like it could be a good time. Um, you can find me at Patrick Casey. That's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E. PatrickCasey.com. Uh, Hosanna's coming back, so hopefully I'll have some shows to post there. Um, you can also find me uh, on eBay looking up uh, action figures, toys, things I like. Uh, trying to buy hats, things I, I put over my head because I'm bald. Um, if you want to get on the Patreon, give us a dollar, give us two dollars, five dollars. If you want to send us something, uh, either gifts or if you wrote a book, you got a TV mm-hmm. series you want us to yeah. watch, uh, send us an email at thenostalgicfront at gmail.com. Go to the Patreon, the Nostalgic Front on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Be cool, never die. And as always, remember if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.